0: never laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in bloody sheets to drop you six feet on
1: Tonight, on the Midnight Train Podcast, it's our 100th episode and, and we're friggin' excited. It's been one hell of a ride and we can't wait for the next well 100. A huge thank you to all of you passengers. For this special episode we're headed to New Mexico, and discussing the unsolved case of the West Mesa murders. Get ready for some true crime, folks. Oh yeah, listener discretion is advised. Wussies. As you begin
0: to decompose, a slimy beetle with demon's eyes. Chews through your stomach and out your sides. Your stomach turns rancid grease, and pus pours out like melted cheese.
1: Hello, passengers, and welcome to the 100th episode of the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. You guys know what that means. We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your humble and so appreciative host, the conductor of The Cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. Hey.
2: <laughs>
3: Excellent.
1: <laughs> and of course, with me is my co-host, it's Mr. Moody.
3: Ooh. I am switching it up a little bit today. Yeah, huh? I guess. Yeah, I give it a go. You know? 100 episodes. <sighs> 100 episodes that's a lot dude
1: now again if you guys are looking on uh spotify <clears throat> or wherever you listen to whatever podcast you might see a number in front of that that says it's like one 104 four or, or 106 yeah. or something like that and that's only because we threw a couple of random episodes random in there. bonuses in there like some best ofs and yeah.
3: shit like that and promotional our first shit. uh day the music died was up there for everybody yeah so.
1: right 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 so if you see that that's why but this is in officially fact officially officially our 100th 100. actual episode
3: Woo! i'm stoked I know I haven't been around for all of them. You have.
1: No, I have. That's I've literally been doing this now for this is the one hundred weekends
3: in a row. Yes,
1: it's been it's been <laughs> a hell of a ride. We've had a lot of crazy shit, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But before we get into all that, now listen, we've got a lot of things I want to announce and talk about on the show today. Oh yeah. And we'll talk about it, but first,
3: I don't know why you don't tell me these things because you just it's do better. Stuff, it's and I don't better, know what's coming. It's better. <laughs> and I don't like it. But it's like when I surprised you with that episode. <laughs> Right. right. That's how I feel right now. But. What is, what is this? I want to say happy birthday to somebody. Happy birthday.
1: Hello. Happy oh. birthday, Jeff. Is it? <laughs>
4: it's Jeff's birthday? It's Jeff. Well, his birthday was uh, what? Uh, Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday.
3: Thursday. Happy birthday, buddy.
4: Thanks, man. I never thought I'd make it to 48. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you say 48? <laughs> yeah.
1: We're just doing dog years from oh, on on. oh,
4: perfect.
1: <laughs> what's happening, man?
4: Oh, not a whole lot. Just living the dream.
1: That's awesome. Happy 100, by the yeah, way. Yeah, 100 episodes, yeah, man. And it. you were a very, very crucial part of this entire thing. You Most started, of it, yeah. For our new listeners, uh, if you're new here, Jeff was uh, the original co-host with me. That's right. And uh, we started this thing off, uh, well, over 100 episodes ago.
4: <laughs> and uh, we're... That yeah, what's that? Isn't that crazy to think about? Like, if you add That's, up all the hours and, and time, it's crazy. Yeah, it's That's absolutely two years insane. worth
3: of episodes
1: almost. Yeah, it's freaking insane. Yeah. It is. It's its been crazy. And, you know, we've had a lot of things happen. Like, we had Riley here for a while, and yeah. then he wasn't, you know, he had to go do his thing. And then you, obviously, you had to go do your thing. And I'm just that stupid asshole that keeps beating his head against two, the wall.
3: <laughs> two thirds of us have had COVID.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of COVID going. We had
3: in. quarantine you know, episodes.
4: That, What's that? Speaking of that, I just got, we just got our second shot on Thursday on my birthday, which was awesome. Ugh. Nice. Yeah, we got really sick.
3: I was gonna say, no, did uh, you? I was gonna ask you if you got. Did you get it pretty bad? Did you get sick pretty bad?
4: Yeah, yeah, we both did. And they say that if you've had COVID and you oh. get the vaccine, you get sick on both.
3: I was just going to say that because that's why I was going to ask you then because I know you had it. So I was going to ask if you got it worse because that's what I've been hearing too. Dude, I've got some
1: like, yeah. mutant blood or something because I never got it. I didn't get sick from either one of the shots.
4: That's
3: good. Nothing. Get, man. I'm telling we you. We both had it. it was
4: weird, but you didn't get it.
3: I know. Yeah. It's because I'm a fucking mutant. My family didn't get it either, though. Like, no one in my house got it. Like, nobody? Yeah, think, no. No. no.
1: Wow. Did, uh, did Sam ever get it? or?
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had a mild case of it. Like She wasn't in the hospital like me, but she was more sick off the vaccines than I was, though. So I don't know if that had <laughs> something to do with it. Oh, that's crazy.
1: I don't know. Maybe so, maybe yeah. she had it like at one point in time. I don't know. I don't know how the shit works, dude. Glad you you're feeling knows. better,
3: though, dude. That's yeah. Good.
1: And also, there's a uh, congratulations due as well. Uh-oh. Because um, you're getting married, right? I am.
3: Oh. <laughs> Wait, where's the... There we go. We give you that. One. Yeah,
1: just getting married.
3: All right, buddy. And congrats it's congrats on that.
1: It's it is to Sam, right? Before I, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure. When's the uh, when's the big day? July fourth. July fourth of this year.
2: Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Wow, that's that's quick, awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, well, no, nah, you guys have been free, together forever.
4: Every year. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You cheap fuck. <laughs> Listen, I got <laughs> I got married on my
1: birthday, so I wouldn't forget it. All right.
4: That's a good
1: one. Yeah. I oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. You know, so that's awesome, dude. Good. Congrats for you. And, you know, so what's been well, going on? You. Like, what do you, you know, what have you been up to? I know you've been playing drums a lot lately and just fucking doing that. And just, what else? Just working? You got anything in the works? Anything cool you want to talk uh, about
4: or? Not really. I mean, I just been working and working, and I tell you, I you know, I went off the grid. I disappeared from all social media. Yeah. And we, we don't even watch the news anymore. And it, <laughs> I got to tell you guys, it's amazing. You you also say like,
1: you're you're smoking a lot of weed too, though, right? I am.
2: <laughs> you <laughs>
1: you so gotta, there, I dude. Am. That that there sounds like an amazing we,
4: cocktail. That's what it sounds. we we
3: should hang out more, Jeff. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, <definitely>, right?
4: <laughs> Let's finally do that episode. That's yes. what i was saying. We
3: were talking about that. God,
4: we need to just do I'm that. I'm touch for it now. You're what? I'm prepped for it now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
1: going to be that asshole that's going to be all the whole time. You guys are going to be looking at me like, what the
3: fuck, dude? Calm down. I definitely got to do that. Get off the ceiling, John. What are you doing?
4: (laughs) No, it's been great, man. I mean, I I do miss everybody and I miss all the the jokes and everything, but I got to tell you, man, like not seeing depressing news every single day and. Hearing horror stories of how oh, the world's gonna end fifty different ways, you know, it's awesome. Like it's it life is good again. You know what I mean? Hell it's yeah, awesome. dude. That's awesome, dude.
3: Well that's why I don't watch the news either. People are always like, Hey, did you hear about so and so? I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'm always watching. News. It's great, dude. It
1: probably just adds to my fucking stress, too. i should probably stop <laughs> doing that.
3: <laughs> How's the uh, yeah,
4: been, uh working on the cabin at my dad's house? Or, I was just gonna or, ask you how that's going.
3: Mm-hmm. All
4: it's How's, a lot of work.
3: Yeah. It's coming it's along though.
4: Player. I'm tired of it, you know, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all, be worth it when it's done. Yeah, though, right? same. when it's
3: done, though, it'd be awesome.
4: Yeah, that's cool. Dude. But I mean, it's busy. So I, we always got something going on, and work is just chaos. I told John about it earlier this week, and nobody wants to work. I don't know why they get free money, I guess. But yeah, well, they're trying to put an end to right. that shit. So
3: yeah, a lot of it too, man. A lot of it, uh, I know, John, with your industry, man, like. A lot of it is just tough right now, all around, because a lot of the restaurants can't afford to pay very well because of all the stuff that's going on. And like I know, I know you, you're whatever. There's always the outliers, but like some, there's a lot of businesses that just can't afford to pay a lot right now. That and people are just like, well,
1: they're struggling. There's why, a lot. Why of am I?
3: Why am I going to go back to work forty hours a week and bust my ass for yeah. right. nine dollars an hour?
1: Right, and when, when a lot of them are technically making more on the unemployment yeah. too. So yeah. I understand that, but there's also a point. Oh, no, like, absolutely. All right, stop yeah. being a lazy fuck. Sure. Get your ass up and actually sure. work. You know what I mean? Like, dude, yeah. I, I had literally.
4: Here's the thing. I, I uh, you know, I've been trying to hire people at my shop, and we contacted area temps. Okay. And if anybody's not familiar that, yeah. it's like a service that takes people that can't find jobs. Yeah. And yeah. gets them jobs, basically. And you pay area Times. You basically rent the person to work, okay? right. Right. So they came in about a week ago and they were looking at our shop and what we do and stuff. And the lady told me that she has nobody right now and that Walmart has contacted them and Walmart needs 30 people from Arizona. so if Walmart needs people, we're in trouble.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, definitely, Yeah, that. That. that's definitely a fucking, wow, that's yeah. crazy. Walmart doesn't give a yeah. fuck
3: about their employees, but you know, that's neither <laughs> here nor there.
4: Yeah. yeah. That's fucking crazy, man. Well, listen, I have a request. I, I think I told you about this, John. Um, I want to do an episode. I want to come in for it. And Moody, you're going to love this because you've seen it in the news. Okay. But the, the Pentagon has confirmed a UFO.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I
4: know what you're talking about. Moody's eyes just, just lit, lit up.
3: up. <laughs> let's Let's fucking do it, man.
4: Yeah, you know and what? Say we do, it and, we, and we get high as kites. I was just and gonna say do. that <laughs> should be the high episode right there, dude.
1: Ah, uh, all right, let's set it up, dude. We'll we'll Hell fucking yeah. set it up, and we'll uh, we'll come in and smoke a little bit of uh, the greenage, <laughs> and then we'll uh, talk about aliens in the Pentagon. And fuck yeah, I'm totally down with that. Have the three amigos I'm back together. Up. Yeah, dude. I'll even lo-
4: pull- if I have to, we'll, we'll do it.
3: All right. Well, let's do it, man. We'll set up. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. set up a date. We'll get it all done.
1: That's right. You hear that, folks? We're going to do one with <laughs> a high as fuck episode talking about aliens with Jeff back.
3: Fuck yeah, dude. I
1: think, that, I think that'll be awesome, man. Well, yeah, dude. Wanted to call and say happy birthday. It's our 100th episode. You know, you were definitely a huge part of it and still are, you know, at least in our hearts and the hearts of our listeners. So I wanted them to, you know, to say hi to you and, you know, you say hi back and, you know, everyone knows that you're doing all and right. You're getting married and all this shit.
4: Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. And happy one hundredth today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it, man. And yeah, let's set that up and we'll uh we'll do a high as fuck episode. sounds good to me. Awesome. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe out there. All right,
4: guys. Take care. Take All right, you too, buddy. Bye
1: bye.
2: Bye. That was Jeff.
1: All right, and obviously, like I said, you know, he used to be uh, my co-host. We we started this thing you together, guys started it together yeah. over a hundred episodes ago, and uh, you know, life just kind of got in the way, and he had to go and do his thing. Yeah, and he happens. sounds like he's doing well. It happens. Yeah. Sounds happy. Yeah, he does sound happy. Yeah, good for him. Getting married and shit. Do I ever sound happy? No. Fuck. Maybe it's the show. <laughs> maybe it's me. Maybe, maybe it is you. It might be me. Whatever. So it's a you What I'm going to take episodes. a couple of weeks off. You're going to take a couple weeks off and see if you feel better. (laughs) Well, listen, you beautiful bunch of dark passengers know that we are just a couple of musicians and assholes that love history and cannot get enough of the mysterious. We want you all to know how much it means to us that you're listening to us at this very moment. I'm not, gonna, I'm
3: not going to say anything about that. Truthfully. You stop it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, listen, your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile. <laughs> You're talking, you know, these things that we do are easily an hour and a half to two hours a piece done over a hundred episodes of them. That's a hundred yeah. episodes of research and proofreading and producing. <laughs>
3: Why you got a proofread, dude? <laughs>
1: going through the uh the yeah. notes for this episode yeah. the first thing i saw was something wrong <laughs> oh really sort <laughs> swear to god damn it first thing i was like ah you fucker but anyway so yeah there's a lot of work <laughs> that goes into it so just do us a favor just go in the you know um stop in the like apple podcast or wherever you're listening right now and give us a five-star review we would love that say happy 100th yeah.
3: say whatever you want you know that'd be great you know, If you don't like it, then just don't bother and leave us alone. Right. There you go. If you don't like it. <laughs> don't I bring mean, us down, dude. Don't listen. That's all. Don't yeah. bring us down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, especially no, today. We don't need no negativity. That's in this right. Game. That's right.
1: You can also find us on Spotify and iHeartRadio <laughs> by typing the Midnight Train podcast in their search bar and clicking the follow button. You'll then get each episode as they are released. And Patreon subscribers just got another Drunken beer night, and we discussed the um, great prison escapes. Yeah, and holy shit, was that a shit show? Uh, You,
3: you gotta send me these things. Yeah, I gotta send them over to you. I will, I
1: will. I'll send them over to you at the end of the show. We'll do that today. But um, so, what's crazy is not crazy. I mean, obviously, because we're drinking, you can hear the progression. From like starting off, like, yeah. hey, everybody. And to the end, it's like, okay, we're going to say goodbye.
3: This is our last prison. What are we talking about? <laughs> right, dude. Prisons. It's just prisons. It's,
1: they're so funny. So if you get a chance, sign up over at, the, uh, at patreon.com. Forward slash the Midnight Train podcast, or head over to the Midnight Pick up some merchandise and sign up over there. Now, listen, I have a couple of other things I uh, want
3: to announce
1: today, oh, um, today, today. <laughs> um, but you
3: know what? We're gonna wait to the end. Oh, we're making, and I promise you, we'll actually do it this time. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we'll not remember. like the riddle.
1: I literally have it in my notes oh, to perfect. remind me. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, listen, so stay tuned to the end. We got some cool announcements and, uh, listen, a lot of you guys know out there cause you're on our Facebook, uh, group and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I love watching it. We've
3: been getting tons more, uh, follows on Instagram too. I've been getting the notifications like constantly.
1: Yeah. We get a ton of those. So thank you for that to find us on Twitter, you know, wherever you guys can, whatever. And listen the, a listener suggestion was because we talk about movies all the time, and, yeah, and movie quotes pop quotes up
3: pop up all the time. all the time.
1: So what we've decided to do is we're going to make it a drinking game for you folks.
3: So those of you listening at work, have fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can. If you're cracking yourself a beer, you're cracking yourself some McAllen um, 12 year that we have here specifically that's for right, the 100th, 100th fucking 100th. episode.
3: That's our that's our toast today.
1: Our toast today is going to be McAllen. It's uh, some single malt scotch. Is mm. it scotch? Yeah. Yeah. Scotch whiskey. It's going to be amazing. So if you guys are out there and every time we do a movie quote and listen, we're not going to force them in. It's just if it fits oh, no, right. If
3: it comes out. If it feels right, it feels right.
1: Yeah. But every time we do one of those quotes, you guys got to take a drink. And I think it's amazing. We want
3: to know how fucked up you get. Right.
1: And not just for today's episode. From now on. From now on. (laughs) Yep. So set aside some time. Grab yourself a drink, you know. Get cozy.
3: Like we talk about, man.
1: Exactly. In fact, let's turn down the lights. Okay. Adjust our seats. Grab a drink like some Macallan 12 year. And let's get spooky. But first of all. Here's a toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers for our 100th episode. I love it. Good.
3: <laughs> ha ha
1: ha! We'll fix that.
3: Cheers, bitches! Yeah!
1: Moody's pouring us some deliciousness.
4: There you go, my friend. Ah, cheers to you, buddy. I
1: want a
3: girl. Just Cheers. To shake me. I to a girl 100. oh god is that
1: smooth
2: I
3: so fucking good is this yeah a
1: girl that can fight when she has to is song about your wife? maybe <laughs> i want a girl that's a lady. That was actually Blackout Superstar. That was my and Jeff's band before we did the podcast, Perfect before the we did anything, baby. who the guitarist of that band was, Ken from Voodoo Vodka. Oh, it's full
3: circle, man. Full circle. Full so, fucking circle. And now
1: they're talking about wanting to do a 10-year reunion show for Blackout Superstar, so I felt that it was fitting for, to play that song today. If,
3: if you guys do that, I will be sure to have the local hospitals ready <laughs> for all the hips that are going to break. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Blackout Superstar in their fashionable and
3: beautiful
1: (laughs) wheelchairs. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fun. So, yeah, if you guys are interested, you like that song, go find it. It's on everywhere. You can listen to music. So, yeah, go find it, whatever. So, anyway, today we're talking about the West Mesa Bone Collector. Yeah. All right, so we're getting into some true crime stuff. So, you know, a lot of you guys really out there, I know you guys really love this stuff. I know you love the true crime. Yeah. In fact some of the uh, the true crime ones have uh, seem to be our highest rated okay. that we've done so hopefully we're doing them right
3: we, we do try to we, we try to limit the true crime so to speak because we know that there is just a fucking billion podcasts out there that do
1: true crime I feel like every other podcast is it's all true true
3: crime crime now yeah so
1: and it's big it is we
3: we, we like to give you guys a little bit here and there right
1: and we like to talk about the stuff that is still not solved that's our biggest thing okay so picture the scene it's a beautiful day outside Hmm. you're walking your dog and soaking in the sunshine I like it it's relatively peaceful and quiet and you're enjoying your time out with your little
3: pooch okay
1: which I do very much. I love do my you? dog. Oh, I
3: love my dogs.
1: What could possibly ruin this moment? Well, what if your dog started acting strange, pulling you towards a spot in the dirt? He keeps pawing at it and won't leave it alone. Okay. Eventually, he unearths a bone. Oh. No big deal, right? No, It's no. a bone. I mean, my dog's found bones before. Right, you find animal bones all the time on your walks. My
3: dog rolls in dead shit and then he smells. I know, it's so weird. Ugh. Mine does it all the time. Ugh.
1: I see her doing it in the backyard. I'm like, God, God damn it. <laughs> now you got to get a bath.
3: Okay, but this bone seems a little
1: bit different, okay? Different? Yeah, it's a little longer than most bones you've seen before. Okay. You know, it's 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 just not it's not the normal kind of bone. Okay. You get kind of creeped out. I could see that. Because yeah, you're like, sure. what the fuck? I Maybe mean, it's a dinosaur. Right, and, But you, you got that feeling, you know, it, it just completely ruined the moment. Because you're having a good time.
3: All right. And then yeah, all of a sudden. I mean, they could do that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but it gets worse. It gets worse.
1: On a whim, you decide to take a picture of the bone and send it to your sister, who's a nurse. Oh, that's good. Okay, which your sister is a nurse.
3: My sister is a nurse, that's, yes. Yeah, that's very yeah. awesome. She would know. Yeah.
1: Your good time is officially ruined when your sister confirms your suspicions. Uh oh. The bone is, in fact, not animal. No. It's human. Oh, man. A human femur. Femur. To be exact. Femur. I just met her. (laughs) What the fuck? Were you waiting for that one? (laughs) No, I wasn't, but I
3: just, you know.
1: This is the exact (laughs) scenario that led to the discovery of one of the, if not the, largest crime scenes in American history and a series of crimes that would, as of yet, go unsolved. Christine Ross was the unfortunate soul that came across, the, uh, came across the body in the scenario described at the outset of the episode. Yep. She was walking her dog Ruka in an area that had recently been been cleared out for a new neighborhood to be built. After the bone was found, she called the police, and that's when things got crazy. So let's get further into the story. Should we? Yeah, I think okay. we should. Okay, yeah. let's do it. The West Mesa is an elevated landmass lying west of the Rio Grande, stretching from south of Albuquerque northward to uh, Bernal Bernalillo <laughs>
3: I I, I, don't, I don't have it in front of me I don't know
1: It's either Bernalillo it has to be cuz it's either I don't either have the, it
3: in front of me I'm just I'm soaking in the story today It's either that or Bernalillo <laughs> So Bernalillo and Bernalillo
1: I'm going to say that In the state of New Mexico a large portion of West Mesa is part of Petroglyph National Monument and is bisected by Interstate 40 and Historic Route 66. That's where everyone gets their kicks, right?
3: uh, From what I've heard,
1: they get their kicks kicks there, yeah. Route 66. There are numerous subdivisions (laughs) with new homes being built on the lower portion of the West Mesa as the city of Albuquerque continues to expand further to the west. Oh, Further west on the Mesa are the mobile home communities of Pa-Payarito, okay, located to the south of I-480, or I-40. Four- <laughs> 480. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that far. That's the, uh, one of the highways by us, yeah. by the way, so I don't think it goes that I far. I take to get here. Right. And Lost Horizon, located about half a mile north of I-40. Now, the bodies of 11 wo- women and one unborn child would Ugh. be uncovered in West Mesa. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> It would take a year to identify all the victims. Police would follow many leads, but to no avail. We're going to look at the victims, then discuss the most likely suspects and evidence, you know, uh, to find out, you know, there possibly could be a serial killer. Possibly. And even discuss how this may be connected to a small sex trafficking ring that could be part of a larger global ring. Hack!
3: Shit, man. Ah. Having, Having two daughters, especially, that shit creeps me out. Yeah, I've got three. Can't even fucking imagine. You that.
1: know what I mean? Yeah, that's why Daddy has. Thesesters
3: a- are like older though; they can like shoot somebody.
1: Yeah, I, I need to teach them all how to shoot. Yeah, I, I would say so. I do. Yeah, we got to get out there. That's why Daddy has guns. I think right. I'm gonna
3: have to teach my kids how to shoot too. Though. You should. You, you, you would, absolutely. Should we just get all the kids together for a shooting session? As hillbilly as that sounds, <laughs> fuck yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm in. So the story may start <laughs> earlier than you think in the early 2000s in an area called The War Zone. A tumor began to spread about a, a tumor. <laughs> a tumor,
2: Moody? <laughs>
1: Oops. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a rumor began to spread about a killer in Albuquerque. There were stories of a killer roaming the streets and murdering <laughs> sex workers, which it always seems that's what happens. And, and and I get it. They're the, I guess, the least amount of, uh, the, the
3: people that I believe they call them the less dead because, yeah, because people don't care as much. They just don't care as much. Which is ridiculous. It's
1: ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's, but, but that's how it was, especially really? back then. Yeah, I agree. I mean, now it seems like people are actually- Honestly, they should that. just
3: fucking legalize that shit anyways. Absolutely. If someone wants to do it, let them do it, man.
1: Right. I agree. It's a viable
3: way to make a living. I guess. It's the oldest profession I hear. This is what they tell well, us. That's what I hear.
1: So the war zone is an area now known as the International District. It is one of the most diverse areas of the city.
3: I'm trying to church it up.
1: Yeah. Make it make it na- fancy. Mm. It is also it one of the poorest areas in the city and has a high crime rate. A 1991 article from Albuquerque Journal um, described East Central as, quote, a loose-jointed carnival of sex, drugs, and booze. <laughs> hmm.
3: Sounds like my kind of place. Uh, real quick, I, I put it in at the end, too, but the Albuquerque Journal is where I got a majority of the information on this episode. They did this fucking killer, like... Report expose, yeah, basically. And it's it's phenomenal, it's awesome. a phenomenal report. Well, cool,
1: yeah. So, if you guys get a chance, go and look that up in 1991. But you know what, we'll just tell you what it says. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to look it up, it's, right? You know, so,
2: they're
1: they're they tell you all about it. They said this place was uh just riddled with drug dealers and prostitutes yeah, operating pretty, pretty openly. Bad. Yeah, in 1997, the city put up barricades in the neighborhood <laughs> to make it harder for criminals <laughs> to get in and out. What, <laughs> fucking walling them in, baby, jeez. Eventually, thanks in part to efforts by neighborhood residents, the crime rate decreased and the barricades were
3: removed. Well, that's nice. (laughs) Okay, you can come out now.
1: (laughs) Jesus. In 2009, residents who uh, resented the war zone, um, the name war zone, sorry, persuaded city leaders to officially rebrand the area as the International District. Yeah, make it sound better. Sounds better, yeah. Highlighting its diverse community rather than crime. The first international festival was held later that year, and despite these changes, crime has continued to be an issue in the neighborhood. Yeah sucks
3: so you can change the name it's you know the whole lipstick on a pig thing lipstick on
1: a pig so many looks <laughs> <laughs> tv shows count that's your first drink yep, there it is <laughs> no that's actually a movie that's the simpsons movie it was it oh it was the movie the right. harry plopper
3: yep yeah. <laughs> harry plopper. Yeah. so many looks <laughs> the spider pig better yeah. pig <laughs> does whatever
1: a spider pig does <laughs> <His>
3: fucking walk <water.
1: laughs> oh man it was oh. here in 2004 that cinnamon elks a sex worker worker cinnamon elks that's yeah a stage name hmm? i right. feel
3: like i, I mean <clears throat> i feel like that's it's got to be her real name because everywhere in like court documents and shit that's what she's referred to oh shit so i feel like elks sounds very native american cinnamon elks okay so I don't know, but like I thought that too when I first started like looking into this. I'm like, that, that, this guy can't be a real name, Cinnamon Elks, but it seems official. Oh, maybe.
1: Okay. Well, she was a sex worker that often worked in the war zone and uh came to hear a crazy story. She had told her friends there was a dirty cop murdering and decapitating sex workers and burying their bodies on the West Mesa.
2: Ugh.
1: Fucking cops. Soon after she related this story, uh, she disappeared. Huh. Yikes.
3: Coincidence? Uh, I think not.
1: <laughs> Years before the bodies are found, police detective Ida Lopez found that a number of sex workers were going missing. She began to compile a list, which included Cinnamon Elks, and began to try to bring notice of the issue. You know, and let people know
3: that yeah. this she is was what's happening. She was basically kind of uh, like a driving force behind a lot of this investigation. Oh, really? Because she had a lot of information already. That's awesome. Well,
1: good for her. That's great that some yeah. cops somebody really taking initiative. A fuck. Yeah, somebody taking initiative. Lopez had a list of 16 women that had gone missing. When the bodies were found, Lopez feared the bodies were the same women on her list. She was partially correct. 10 of the 11 women identified were in fact on her list. Holy shit.
3: Yeah. Oof. I don't think they I still don't think they've ever found the other 6. Holy shit. From what I can tell. Oh my god. Unless I missed that, which is possible cuz I'm an idiot, but <laughs> No. <laughs>
1: So, for homicide inve- investigators, the case posed challenges from the start. Um, Dirk Gibson says a, uh, he's a communications and journal, uh, journalism professor at the University of New Mexico who has authored numerous books on serial killing. So, he says that that's what's going on, right? Yeah. Okay. Years had passed from the time the women and girls disappeared, probably limiting available evidence. Quote, you can't have a colder cold case, Gibson said. Quote, in this case, there was almost nothing but bones. Jeez. Sorry, this shit is good. I know. Dude, the McAllen is so good. And here I'm like talking. (laughs) I'm like (laughs) drooling over it. So good. If you guys like scotch, definitely try some. Oh, it's
3: good. This is like a $60 bottle of scotch. It's good shit. Yeah, it's good as fuck, too.
1: Okay, so now let's take a look at the victims. Um, all but one of the women were sex workers from New Mexico. Many so, were known... To, uh, just go ahead.
3: Sorry, real quick. I was going to say the, there's there's only one that wasn't on her list, and coincidentally, it was the only one that wasn't from New Mexico.
1: And was she the only one who wasn't a sex worker?
3: No, she was a sex worker, oh, okay. but she wasn't from New Mexico. Okay. The uh, There was one that wasn't from New Mexico. It sounds like she just had the unfortunate... Uh, it was kind of like wrong place, wrong time kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that sucks. So let's take a look again at these uh, victims here. Many were known to live hard lives. Uh, several were mothers. None of them deserved, obviously, what happened to them. I mean, that's no. freaking disgusting. Jamie Barella, 15. Oh my God, was last seen with her 23-year-old cousin Evelyn Salazar heading to a park at San Mateo and Gibson, uh, Gibson Southeast, yeah. in April of 2004 neither woman was ever seen again until their bones turned up in the mass grave site on the West Mesa in 2009.
3: So both of them like cousins. So the one, the one cousin was a sex worker and that 15 year old was not. And that's why I'm saying, like, wrong place, wrong time. She just happened to be with her cousin.
1: Oh, man. She was probably coming in to visit. <clears throat> or something. Hang out. They were, just hang,
3: they were just hanging out for the day, and she just happened to be with the wrong person.
1: Well, Jamie, the 15-year-old, was the final skeleton to, uh, to actually be identified almost a year after the first bone was found.
3: Yeah, these are in no particular order, by the way. This isn't, like, in the order they were found or anything. Okay. So.
1: But Jamie's mom believed investigators would find her daughter's body long before she was named. Unlike the other West Mesa victims, Barella... Um, I'm going to say am I saying the right Barella? Barella it's either
3: Barea or Barella, yeah Two,
1: one L so, it's right. probably Borella Borella yeah she had no um, known prostitution or drug arrest whatever she was 15 for fuck's sake right you know what I mean
3: well the other girl was too um, one of the other ones that get caught oh there's her. another oh, one oh. of the other ones was 15 as well
1: Evelyn Salazar was reported missing on April 3rd 2004 by her family she was 23 when she disappeared
3: she's the cousin
1: right she was the 10th victim to be identified and her 15 year old cousin Jamie was again the final one the two were last seen together at a family gathering, and then went to that uh, park at San Mateo or headed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salazar are liked camping and outdoor activities. Was a good cook and taught her daughter how to roller skate, according to her obituary.
3: Oh, it's yeah, fucking. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of like obituary stuff uh, in here. And it just makes it even it uh, makes it uh, feel just even worse. Fucking about it. made my heart just fucking sink. Ugh. A lot of these, a lot of them had kids, like young kids too, and it's just like, fun, oh, dude,
1: man. So this one might be a little bit rough, folks. So I, yeah, that's why, I just drink more. Yeah, there's, and, there's some and, stuff
3: yeah. in here that can definitely. Yeah.
1: Ugh. So uh, let's talk about Michelle Valdez. The last time Dan Valdez saw his daughter, Michelle, he asked her to, uh, to not stay away too long. Michelle Valdez had a daughter who she cared for deeply and had a big heart. Dan Valdez said, quote, Michelle was quite a gal. She would give you the shirt off her back if you needed it. He says, uh, quote, she was good hearted, kind and didn't deserve what she got. I mean, yeah, obviously I, I, I agreed. He said he couldn't remember exactly when she got involved with drugs, but she started disappearing for days, sometimes a week at a time, later it turned to months. When she did not show up, he would give her small some uh, when she did show up, sorry. He would give her small sums of money even though he knew that she was just going to use it on fucking drugs. Yeah. In the hopes that she would, you know, come back. You know, makes sense. That's, that's basically
3: her. like if I give her this next time, she'll come back. I can see her again and right. I'll give her a little bit more. You know. it's, her, it's fucking daughter. It's you just a way mean? to get her to come home and see them. As
1: much as they make dumbass mistakes, they're still our kids, folks. That's right. Ugh. Eventually, she stopped altogether. Dan Valdez reported her missing in February of 2005 when she was 22. Her bones were the second set to be identified in late February of 2009 after investigators started digging for bodies. They also discovered the remains of Michelle Valdez's. Uh, sorry, folks. Four-month-old unborn baby.
3: Uh, Oh, fuck.
1: I'm taking a drink. Yeah, it's rough. (laughs) Ah, Man. Michelle had dreamed of one day being a singer, her mother said, or maybe a lawyer like her aunt. Quote, drug addiction certainly wasn't the lifestyle she wanted, Jackson said. Quote, she wanted help, but she didn't have money or insurance, so it was very hard for her to get it. Yeah, it seems like it's one of those perpetual yeah it sucks oh my god veronica romero was 27 when she was reported missing by her family on valentine's day of 2004 her family laid her to rest in july 2009 after her body was one of the 11 unearthed quote we're putting her putting her to rest finally but considering what's been done and now we're finding out more of what's happened to her and it's sad family member uh, Desiree gonzalez told kob tv at the time quote she was hurt real bad oh my
4: god Yeah.
1: So, so they're, when they're going through and they're identifying these, uh, the bodies and whatnot, they're identifying, um, obviously through um, forensics and stuff like that, like what happened to them and how they died. Okay.
3: This is something that I've read. This, I've read in certain, I, I read a couple of different accounts of this. I read in a couple spots that they didn't have enough to go on to tell what happened to the girls. And then I've read in other spots where they know basically how they died or circumstances surrounding their deaths, and they just haven't released it because that's one of the little nuggets that they're keeping. So, like, if someone calls with a tip, that's one of those things they have in their back pocket to know if the tip is credible. Like, if they know – if the people know how the girls died, it could be like, okay, well, how did they die? And then if the tips are whoever's like, well, it was this, and they're right – they know that they can kind of take. So that they as were keeping it under tip. wraps and just right. Okay, and yeah. then there was some things that were like they know how some of them died, but not the other ones, just because it was so long afterwards. Like there's not a whole lot of evidence left because it was you know six years after, or four oh, yeah, or five they, years after some of them disappeared. Yeah, they said
1: literally that all they were finding was bones. Yeah, there's so, no, nothing left there. But Jesus. I guess
3: there was enough. It seems like the most logical, the, the most logical thing that I could get out of is that they know at least how some of the girls died. And they're keeping that secret, even if they don't know how they all died. They at least have an idea of how a few of them died, and that's kind of like their like back pocket, the ace in the hole.
1: Now, obviously, um, as we go through this, it might actually say this in here. So, did they figure out at least the – did the majority of them die the same way?
3: I don't know. I never really said.
1: It never says in no. there how they – okay.
3: I never really saw that. That's – Yeah, it's – they don't have – they didn't have a lot. I they mean, didn't have a lot to go They on. probably
1: didn't have much. Yeah. No. I mean, Jesus. So Julie Nieto uh, grew up in Albuquerque South Valley and lost Lunas and loved chili peppers and jump rope. She later went to job corps while te- uh, uh, te- what while teaches <laughs> and, and taught underprivileged young people, different <laughs> professions. Her mom, Eleanor Griego, said Nieto started doing drugs when she was around 19. She tried to get her treatment, um, but to no avail. Griego says she uh, last saw Nieto then 23 in August of 2004 at Griego's dad's house. She left behind a young son who Griego said she had doted over. So she had a little boy. Yeah. That's sad. Two years after Nieto went missing, her sister Valerie Nieto was found dead in a motel on Central Avenue after overdosing.
3: Fuck. Yeah.
1: Quote, she couldn't, uh, she couldn't handle it. She was depressed all the time, crying all the time, Griego said. Quote, that was the only sister she ever had. So fuck.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like this stuff doesn't just affect the yeah. person. The, the, the person that died isn't the only one affected, obviously, by by what happens. So sad. Yeah, it's not oh, good. Man.
1: Doreen Marquez loved jewelry and fashionable clothes and had a huge personality, according to her friends and family. She went to West Mesa High School, where she was a cheerleader and later had two daughters who she was devoted to, throwing them extravagant birthday parties. a oh, good mom. Yeah. But as the girls got older, Marquez's boyfriend was jailed, and she turned to drugs. She spent less and less time with her daughters, leaving them with her sister or other family members. Quote, I had kicked her out of my house. That was the last time I saw her. Uh, Julie uh, what, what does that say oh that's uh, Julie Bubbles Gonzalez that's yeah, it, her yeah, sister like, okay yeah, yeah. her sister said that in, a, in an interview that the last time she saw her she kicked her out of her fucking <laughs> house oh god that's I gotta know. fucking be heart
3: that's gotta be tough Ugh.
1: so quote I just told her um, you know it's better if you just go whenever you feel like you're not going to use or you just want somewhere to come and eat shower or whatever my door is open and she never came back end quote Garcia said the last time she uh, saw Marquez she told her um, she could, wait, hold on. She told her she could help her deal with her addiction. So she was trying to help her.
3: Yeah. Yeah, she, was, she was trying just, to, but then it was, it was basically, it became too much right. to deal with at her house. So, yeah.
1: So, you know, Marquez refused. And unlike many of the other women whose bones were found on the West Mesa, Marquez didn't have any prostitution arrests, but police believe she engaged in it nonetheless.
3: I guess. Um, so what I read about her was <clears throat> basically, even though she never got, caught arrested or caught for it i guess she frequented the area and it was it was it was one of those like everybody knows she does it even though nobody knows she does it kind of Mm. thing you know what i mean that's rough yeah
1: so when diana wilhelm didn't hear from her daughter on her birthday in august of 2020 or 2004 she knew something was wrong but it would take nearly five years for police to confirm that wilhelm already what uh, wilhelm already believed in her daughter cinnamon elks was dead elks who was 32 when she went missing was the third of the West Mesa victims to be identified after the first bone was found in early 2009. She, like many of the others, had a string of prostitution and solicitation arrests, 19 total with 14 convictions. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Moody just looked at me like, yeah. I'm just
3: saying, like, if, it, if that's your life, though, I mean, it's going to happen. You yeah,
1: know? It's, it just sucks that people get into that. And, like,
3: I think it's ridiculous that you get arrested for that shit. I, honestly, I just don't, right. I don't get yeah.
1: it. Yeah. She was friends with at least three of the other victims, Gina Michelle Valdez, Victoria Chavez, and Julie Nieto. Holy shit.
3: Yeah, they all kind of knew each other. Oof.
1: Selania Edwards uh, stands apart from the other West Mesa victims. She had no known friends or family and was a runaway from foster care in Lawton, Oklahoma. Edwards, who was 15, was the only African-American victim. She never knew her father and last saw her mother when she was five. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. The or- other thing that's weird, it's kind of weird about that, is uh it mentions that she's the only Afri- African-American victim. The other thing that they all th- they think is kind of weird, and the other thing that led them to believe that it was a serial killer, is that if you look at their pictures, they're all very similar looking. They all have the same kind of, like, builds, the same hair, the same, you know. They don't look exactly the same, but it's that same type. It's, like, definitely a type yeah, thing. Yeah, so that makes sense. Dark if, hair, know, dark killer, eyes, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah,
1: it seems like most serial killers have a... uh Certain penchant for yeah. one particular type yeah. of person. Yikes. Um, again, uh, police believe she may have been a circuit girl, meaning she was traveling along the I-40 corridor as a prostitute. Earlier in the um, Early in the investigation, a tipster told investigators Edwards was seen in Denver in the spring and summer of 2004. The tipster said she had been at a motel on East Colfax Street in Denver. Quote, they were high prostitution areas. Then APD spokeswoman Nadine Hamby said in 2009. So that's what the spokeswoman said. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of putting two and two together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Police believe she may have been traveling in a group. Quote, we've received information that Selenia was associated with three other females and that she may have gone by the aliases Chocolate or Mimi. So that's what Hamby said.
3: Huh? That comes in. Uh, that comes into play later, by the way. Okay. So remember that.
1: Early on, investigators hoped Edwards' background... Um, uh, because it differed from the other victims would provide details needed to crack the case. So, mm-hmm. so I guess that is kind of, so were the other girls, were they all, um, they were all local. Were they Latina? I mean, yes. by their names, it yeah. sounds like they yeah. were Latina. Okay.
3: They all had that same kind of look. And she was the only one that was, uh, not from the area, not like that didn't have that same, like dark hair, dark eyes, kind of Latina look to it. And, uh, she also, I guess they took, a. Like, when they were saying that her background they were hoping would, like, kind of help, whatever. They uh, They even took pictures of her nails, I guess. Because she had some crazy shit done to her fingernails. Okay. And uh, they were hoping, like, they found pictures of her, I guess, or something like that. Or maybe it was still on the nail. I don't know. But they said that they had taken pictures of her fingernails because there was, like, some crazy shit with them. And they were hoping that somebody... Like either nail technicians or somebody in the area that maybe it like in Colorado and Arizona and whatever that could hopefully like identify, like, yeah, I did that. And they could kind of get some more information on like her her whereabouts and travels and stuff. She may have been with and so on and so forth. Okay.
1: Yeah, well. Virginia Cloven grew up in a small trailer heated by a wood burning stove in Los Chavez. She was funny, loved doing her makeup, and was a favorite at school. Tragedy struck the family when she was in high school. Her brother was was shot, dude. Oh boy her brother was shot and killed in a homicide that would later be ruled self-defense. So the guy that killed him got off on it on yeah. a self-defense. Oh ch- yeah. Virginia Cloven ran away from home a week later when she was just 17 years old. Another brother ran away too. Quote, they said they couldn't stand it anymore. Robert Cloven said <laughs> at first Virginia Cloven lived with her grandfather in Albuquerque, then moved in with a boyfriend. He got hit by a car and <laughs> went into a coma And soon Virginia Cloven had lost her home and was living on the streets of Albuquerque's International District. Jesus, poor girl.
3: Yeah, dude, she's just, it's like shit after shit after shit. My
1: God. Uh, One year, she called her dad asking what he wanted for his birthday. He asked her to clear up her citations and then they were supposed to meet in Albuquerque. They last heard from her in June of 2004. She called to say uh, she had a new boyfriend who had just gotten out of prison, oh boy, (laughs) and that she was probably going to marry him. All these choices, Jesus quote we said we'd like to meet him but we never heard from her again robert cloven said in 2009 quote after that everything just went dead robert cloven reported his daughter missing 4 months later in october 2004 she was just 23 at the time Jeez.
3: and that's the other thing a lot of them were all they're all around the same age like that 22 to 23 yeah except for that cinnamon elks was in her like early 30s right so. and this
1: one here says she was 26 victoria chavez yeah. 26 was the first woman whose bones were identified after they were found on the Mesa. Before the public learned, the women were likely murdered by a serial killer. So they, they're really pushing that serial killer um, yeah. directive there, yep. right? That's kind of crazy. <clears throat> quote, to have them come and knock on my door, I was devastated. Stepfather Ambrose Saez uh, Sa- we'll said at a memorial event in 2009. Quote, I never thought it would end like this. I just had that hope. Chavez's mother reported her missing in March of 2005 after she hadn't seen her in more than a year. Holy
3: shit. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, she's an adult, so she can kind of... That's the other thing they tell you when you try to make a missing person report for Like, if I try to, you know, say, oh, my buddy John's missing, I'd like to report him missing, they'd be like, he's 40-whatever years old. He He, could do whatever the fuck he wants. If he he disappeared, he could just go, you know. So they don't necessarily take take that shit seriously right away either that uh, like a 26 year old is missing it's like well maybe she just said fuck it and wanted to get away you know
1: yeah i mean i mean at that point you are an adult exactly. but then again not having exactly. any contact to me would just trigger something like in a year like right, so my oldest daughter um she's 21 now um i talk to her at least at least once a week yeah just to check in mm-hmm. because she you knows she's off doing her thing she's 21 year old whatever I mean.
3: You damn kids! (laughs) You
1: damn kids and your Nintari.
3: Loud music. Dan Fogelberg. Dan
1: Fogelberg. (laughs) Who the hoops
3: and Pac Man video
1: games? (laughs) That's the second one. Take a drink, folks. And we're pouring another one, too. Hopefully, you guys are in. uh, You know, this one's a little bit dark, but, you know, this is our 100th episode and we're kind of celebrating. And in saying that, by the way, after we're done with this, hopefully we're not too loaded, we are going to be on the fun box podcast yes with rob webb so this should be real fucking fun rob we're sorry (laughs) oh man so the mother also said in the missing persons report that chavez was on probation and was a quote known drug user and prostitute she had five prostitution convictions according to court records sheriff's uh, deputies investigating the disappearance of monica candelera in 2003 heard from her friends that she had been killed and buried on the Mesa.
3: Which is weird. Yeah. Like, how, why
1: would her friends yeah. know that? Yeah. It turns out those friends were fucking right. Okay. When the 21-year-old never showed up, detectives turned it over to the uh, Bernalillo, I'm going to say Bernalillo, County Sheriff's Office cold case unit. The case stayed cold until she was identified as one of the women found on the Mesa in 2009. She was last seen near Atrisco and Central and Southwest Albuquerque. Deputy said she lived a quote, high-risk lifestyle and may have had gang ties. She had been convicted of prostitution once, according to court records, but her obituary highlights a happier side. Quote, Monica enjoyed laughing, joking, taking care of babies, and spending time with her family, the obituary reads. Quote, she will be remembered as a loving daughter, mother, granddaughter, niece, cousin, and friend who will truly be missed.
3: Fuck. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, I don't want, I don't want anyone to think that, like, we're putting all this stuff about their prostitution and all that. Like we're not belittling anybody in any way Mm-mm. by saying this. It's just, you know, we're reporting what they reported. Right. And, and so again, like, just, listen, I don't want you, I don't want anyone out there to be like, Oh, they're fucking they're talking shit about them being prostitutes right. or have like, we're not doing that at all.
1: I don't care if you're a prostitute or a drug user or a drug dealer or a fucking whatever. You don't deserve to fucking be murdered and put out into a fucking, um, buried in a mesa. Right. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't deserve that. So regardless. And again, I what Moody's saying here is that, we don't give a fuck what you do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just
1: yeah. Don't just hurt don't hurt anybody. I just, you know, we, yeah. don't,
3: we don't want people to think that we're trying to like shoehorn that fact in there just to make it sound. Yeah. And again, anything um, like that. What
1: it also does too is it, it when you, when you look at the overall picture and you see that almost every one of these women had that same lifestyle. Yeah. Then it kind of, it, it, builds it, allows, the case. it builds the case and allows you to look for somebody who is, is after those types of people. Yep. I mean, cause there's been green river. Um, he fucking went after prostitutes. Yeah. Uh, so was many was Kemper
3: did Kemper do was that no. He press, no
1: no he was college that was college girls yeah so that was yeah, yeah okay that okay. was college girls but no a lot of these serial killers they they, they, they at least think and because nine times out of ten they're right that they're not it's it under takes, the radar
3: it takes longer for them to get reported missing it right. takes longer for them to be found and cared about right it's under the radar so they yeah. feel
1: like they can get away with it so that's what they do so that's yep. why we're just doing that so yeah. anyway you guys get it you listen to this fucking podcast you know it's been a hundred fucking episodes Moody don't yell at me. Just... <laughs> so 11 women who all lost their lives way too soon. Most likely in a terrible manner. The police have not revealed the causes of death of the women. And that's what we were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. It was difficult to figure out how the women died, and they are keeping that nugget to themselves to use as a gauge of the, the, uh, the you know, for claims Validity and of tapes. Tips, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love, I just have to do this real fast. <laughs> in the notes, it says, uh, that nugget to themselves to use as a gauge of the beauty of claims and tips. I mean, it works <laughs> it works
3: <laughs> the beauty the, uh, the beauty of it that is a beautiful tip. It's a beautiful tip. just the tip yeah just the tip it's a, it's after, s-
1: after several years of nothing, <laughs> some suspects started popping up. some actually fit the profile wait, oh wait there it is. Some actually <laughs> fit the profile very well. Ooh. even still no official suspects have ever been named. So here's a look at some of the suspects that the police have checked out. All right. Yeah. I actually kind of.
3: Can we talk about them? Yeah. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about these about guys. Him.
1: Let's talk about this first guy. He's
3: lousy fucks. All right.
1: Yeah. you. Except
3: don't. for the one guy. I feel bad for him, but. Okay. Whatever. Go ahead.
1: All right. Well, this guy, Lou Fred Reynolds, who police said was a pimp. Mm-hmm,
3: pimp. Pimp.
1: <laughs> died of natural causes on January 2nd, 2009. Police found pictures of several West Mesa victims at his home, but no physical evidence linking him to the murder. Well, if they ran in the same, he's a pimp. And if they ran in the same circles, yeah, kind of makes somewhat a sense. Right,
3: right. But it also looks bad, bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like,
1: hey, you got all these pictures and you're a pimp and they're dead. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Reynolds of Albuquerque was arrested in 2001 and in 1998 on suspicion of promoting prostitution. Reynolds was supposedly very focused on some of the West Mesa victims back when they were still missing. Lori Gallegos and Amy Amy Reed both have connections to the mystery. Reed's sister and many friends started to disappear around the same time. Gallegos' close friend, Doreen Marquez, vanished in 2003. Gallegos said her search led her to Reynolds, who supposedly ran an escort service. Quote, when I met Fred Reynolds, I wasn't looking for a suspect of a Myrtle... Myr- Myrtle? Jesus Christ. Myrtle. <laughs> Myrtle. Am I not murdery enough for the murder club? <laughs> That's three, folks. Take a drink. Anyway... "Quote: When I met Fred Reynolds, I wasn't looking for a suspect of a murder case at that point. I was looking for my friend that was missing," said Galegos. In October 2008, he showed her uh, pictures of Doreen. He also had photos of missing women. He claimed he was looking for. So this, so he's telling people that he's
3: he was telling her that he knows those these girls. Hey, these girls are missing. I'm looking for them too. You know, like I don't know if they worked for him or what. See, here's my thing with that too.
1: And by by the way, not validating anything when it comes to whatever, but. If these are girls that, say, worked for him, then he's missing money. Sure. You know, I hate to say it that way, but that, I mean, that's the truth. So he's, yeah. So he's looking for his investment. Where, where are the girls who are supposed to be working for me? You Not know only
3: what I mean? that, I'm sure he's he's probably like, I mean, yeah, obviously that's probably the biggest thing, but at the same time, I'm sure he's just like, what the fuck, like, what is going on? Plus it makes him look bad.
4: Right. Right. Even if they wouldn't
3: wouldn't have found bodies or anything, they're like, why Why are all these people associated with you going missing, bro? Yeah. So he's he's
1: probably trying to find them so he can get off the cops' radar.
3: It's it's something, man, I'm sure. Or maybe he gave a shit. Who knows? All
1: right. So, quote, he told me he was a former heroin addict himself, and this was the reason he wanted to help the women that worked for him. He wanted them to have a good life, said Gallegos. By Mm. pimping
3: them out. Sounds a bit bullshitty. Sounds like bullshit.
1: Whatever. Reynolds passed away a couple months later from health complications. What came as a surprise to Galigos was Fred Reynolds was one of the names initially mentioned as a person of interest in the case. Reed, who also knew Reynolds and considered him a friend, um, wait, Reed also knew him and considered him a friend, uh, she said there is no way he was involved. Quote, he wasn't violent and he wasn't abusive and he wasn't in any way a killer. But then again, most of them. Yeah.
3: I mean, you never really
1: know until they are. if
3: If you look at the suspects list, like he's one of the weakest ones that they actually named as a suspect. Like he had that circumstantial evidence. It's all circumstantial. I mean, this whole fucking case is everything, everyone they have is circumstantial. So, yeah, there's no direct evidence to anything, is there? There's, well, there's one guy that they haven't said if what they collected from him is directly tied to any of the victims. Okay. But I feel like if it was, he probably would have been. Okay. So.
1: So Reed said Reynolds was someone who truly cared about the missing woman and wanted to help find them. Okay. So at least one person's got his back.
3: Yeah. You know? I mean, okay. you know,
1: another uh, suspect here was Ron Irwin. This
3: is the guy I feel bad for.
1: <laughs> Irwin has a connection to, um, to, well, one of our previous episodes. He is a photographer from Joplin, Missouri.
3: That's why I asked you earlier about it. Speaking of Joplin, Missouri, right. and if you
1: guys remember our, uh, butterfly people episode, yep. um, Horrible, 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 horrible tornado yep. ripped through Joplin, Missouri, almost ten years ago. This month, in fact, May twenty second will be the ten year anniversary. Mm-hmm. We actually have a interview that we're going to be doing with a gentleman who survived that fucking um, tornado. <laughs> his name's andy he got a hold of us yep. he's a listener he actually was a, like involved in this whole thing his truck got fucking flown all over the place on top so, of a hospital right so look for that we're gonna or listen look look for us to do that Wh- whatever yeah, yeah we'll yeah. be posting that as soon as we can get we're gonna, the, uh, the we're gonna talk whatever. to
3: him and we're gonna we're gonna kind of update the situation yeah talk to him what he went through and hand account we're gonna see if he saw anything
1: yeah, yeah see if maybe he saw a, a butterfly person very yeah. possible So anyway, Irwin fell under a cloud of suspicion in the serial murders case. Uh, Investigators from New Mexico showed up at his properties in Joplin armed with search warrants. Oh, shit. In the first interview, he has, um, uh, let's see. What? what? (laughs) In the first interview, he was granted about the matter?
3: Yeah, the first interview that he granted to anybody about the matter. uh,
1: Oh, okay. Irwin, okay. So the first interview he did. Jesus Christ.
3: What the, the fucking word of right? I did word it right. You read it like an idiot.
1: I read it it too, big. (laughs) Irwin told the Joplin Globe he does not know how he became a suspect in the case, only that the experience has resembled a nightmare. Quote, there's an old Twilight Zone episode, Irwin said. (laughs) Quote, where a man wakes up to the world he's always known and suddenly nobody recognizes him and he's running around trying to say, don't you remember me? I've known you for 40 years and all this. So so he's basically like, holy shit. So, okay, hold on. i want to keep reading this because I'm really intrigued by this guy. Quote, well, that's what my life spent in that time, he said during the interview at the office of Joplin attorney Phil Glades. Quote, I don't know how it all got to that stage before it suddenly exploded that morning, he said. Quote, I don't know. Irwin spent the better part of a year trying to prove his innocence behind the scenes. He hired lawyers in Joplin and New Mexico to advise him, even though he has never been charged with the murders and he declined all interview requests. Irwin went to Alexandria, Virginia in December to have the polygraph exam administered by former FBI poly... uh, Fuck. I was going to say polygrapher. (laughs) It's polygrapher, right?
3: (laughs) I I don't know. Probably. It sounds better.
1: Polygrapher? That there FBI polygrapher, Barry (laughs) Covert. It's Isaiah. Hey, Hey, 100th episode Isaiah showed up. Hey. been a while. 100 episodes. Goddamn. So, Glade said Culvert determined that Irwin was not being deceptive in his answers regarding the West Mesa murders. Okay, so he passed.
3: Yeah, he passed the polygraph.
1: Awesome. The results of that exam were provided to Albuquerque investigators a few months later when they asked, as a last request, if he'd be willing to take a polygraph. Well, uh, While no reason was given to the public about why Irwin was a suspect, that seems fucking weird.
3: Yeah, they never came out to say why. It is said that
1: he was seen often at the fair in Albuquerque where the women were known to frequent and men were known to pick up prostitutes. But seems super the same thin. Time,
3: But at the same time, he's a photographer. Like I don't know if they ever found pictures of the girls. And you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he since he's a photographer, if he had pictures of the girls that were missing and he was always at that place and it's it's definitely flimsy, but he was definitely like they went full bore on this guy, it sounds like they raided his apartment, they took all of his Fucking, like, pictures and computer, like, all this shit, man. Like, they fucking did him over. Jesus.
1: Well, Irwin and his attorneys provided the Globe with a copy of the final page of an Albuquerque police report dated June 26th of, uh, uh it says of this year, but I'm not sure what year. It was,
3: it. uh, two thousand. F- 2000- 10, 11 maybe. Okay. It was somewhere like after they. it was a couple years after they found him.
1: But it concludes, quote, Ron Irwin is not a viable suspect in the killing of the 11 victims located at one of the 188th Street Southwest site. So that would be the Mesa site. Yeah. So they said
3: after all this bullshit, <laughs> nope. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Our bad. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Sorry about that. I know we ruined your life and everything, but uh God. Sorry. The
1: paragraph specifies uh, dates in 2004 when victims Veronica Romero, Evelyn Salazar, and Jamie Barella are known to have disappeared. The report states that detectives were able to verify that Erwin was in Joplin on both the day that Romero vanished and the day Salazar and Barella turned up missing. Boom. So they were trying to... just Listen, it sounds to me as we go through this or whatever that they just they didn't have shit
3: oh no they were just
1: grasping but you found 11 <clears throat> bodies mm-hmm. so you know you damn well something. you have to do something you got to figure something out if somebody even just farts in your general direction yep you've got to fucking jump on that yeah you know i fought in your general direction. Saying, does
3: that count as a movie reference <laughs> <Hold on.
1: laughs> that's a movie reference drink up folks
3: those are coconuts <laughs> no they're not what was he talking about the swallows the the airspeed ratio of a swallow
1: (laughs) god i love that movie so much ah anyway quote i believe there weren't too many specific dates in this case but those were two of them Irwin said quote and i was able to account for all my days in 2004 quote why he was a suspect that's all in sealed warrants that's still part of our pending investigation said sergeant trisha hoffman spokeswoman for the albuquerque police department in a phone interview Quote, but at this point, we've been able to eliminate him as a viable suspect.
3: So basically, they won't say anything because the investigation's still ongoing. Mm-hmm.
1: But listen, so. dude. Honestly, I mean, if it's police work and you, if you can get yourself, take it out of the equation. Fuck yeah. You do whatever the fuck oh, you need absolutely. to do. You do it. They showed up at my house. To,
3: he was able to prove that he right. wasn't, you know.
1: You show up at my house right now and bust in and fucking make me take polygraphs and stuff or for a murder or whatever. Be like, absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you do was. whatever you
1: need to do. You want me to a cup? Here you go. A I'm going to be behind you just like pointing at me the whole time. Fucker. He did it. Just to fuck with me too. You yeah. would do that. Oh, absolutely.
3: they would be like, he says he was with you last Sunday recording the podcast. I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was at home. I don't even know this guy. Podcast? What the hell's a podcast? Yeah. He had me tied up in the basement. I, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I, I'm finding all this out just with you guys.
1: <laughs> all right. So at least they know who didn't do it. Right. right so he's taken out of the equation. That was yep. great. Okay. So Scott Lee Kimball. Is a convicted serial killer from Boulder County, Colorado. Holy oh, shit. Here we go. He is serving a 70 year sentence after pleading guilty in 2009 to the murders of five people. Jesus. All four victims died between January 2003 and August 2004, while Kimball was on, quote, supervised release after a prior check fraud uh, conviction, serving as an FBI informant.
3: What the fuck? Whoever the fuck was supervising him was doing a shit job. That's fucking insane.
1: So, yeah. first of all, he's an FBI informant. He got let out on supervised release um, after a conviction for check fraud. Right. And then he goes and kills five people.
3: Correct. What the there's, fuck? There's a lot more to the story. It's, it's I mean, basically, like, uh, when he was in prison, his, I think it was his cellmate or whatever was talking about his, either his ex-wife or something along those lines and, like, all this bullshit and how he wanted to kill him and this and that. But his cellmate, I guess, was never getting out. So when he got out, he basically killed the people that this dude wanted to kill, it sounds like. It sounds like a bonus episode is what that sounds like to Could me. Could be. That sounds Could like be, a, buddy. a
1: bonus episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we have another bonus coming up for you guys. Yeah, buddy. And it ties into uh, last week's episode. Last week's episode. Yeah, so yep. make sure you guys, patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Dream Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you guys are signing up. Check it out. So anyway, he's a convicted serial killer. The guy's kind of a dickhead. Um, In December 2010, Kimball told a cousin that he had been proposed as a suspect in the West Mesa murders in New Mexico, which were committed during the same 2003 to 2005 time period. He denied involvement. Even though he's denied involvement, he has boasted about committing other murders. Although authorities have yet to uncover direct evidence to back up his claims.
2: Oof.
3: Yeah. So he got convicted of killing. So actually, I guess they've only found four of the people that he supposedly killed, and the other one they haven't found the body yet. But they assume that she's dead. So
1: what did he get? Is he's serving seventy years? Yeah. Right. So at that point, wouldn't you just if you did it and you're already in for seventy years? Wouldn't you? Because he's probably going to die in jail. Yeah, Yeah. Wouldn't you just be like, okay, yeah, I did that. Here's, this is no, what I did or whatever. Because
3: if he's a dick enough to kill people, he's a dick enough to be like, well, maybe I did it, maybe I didn't. Oh, he's one of those bastards. That's how I would be. <laughs> you probably would. I would be. I'd be a total asshole. Yeah, see, I wouldn't kill anybody. Me?
1: How's that? I can't say I wouldn't. I can't say I wouldn't. I'm going to take that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys listen to us. You know. Get one your d- stickers. Yeah. <laughs> those stickers are coming soon. Hashtag safe for Moody. Coming. Another uh, suspect and one of the most viable ones was Lorenzo Montoya.
3: <laughs> Lo, I am Lorenzo Montoya. <laughs> you you killed kill my, my
1: father. <laughs> Prepare to die. There's another one, folks. Drink up. <laughs> Cheers. Mmm. <laughs> goes down smooth. That shit is fucking delicious, it dude. Is really oh good. my god. It's like too good.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. So uh Lorenzo Montoya. Um uh we says a piece of uh, shit. Yeah, it was uh he was killed while in the act of committing another murder. Oh shit. Oh yeah. When Lorenzo Montoya was killed in two thousand six, the bodies of the West Mesa victims had not yet been found. Nope. Police Chief Ray Schultz said at the time that police had been looking into him in connection to prostitutes who had vanished from the city. Yep. Ooh. He has since oh, been yeah, named. That's a crazy a, story, too. Yeah, he's been named as a possible suspect in the West Mesa deaths. That's likely because, like another possible suspect, uh, Joseph, uh, is it Blay? Blaya. Blaya, who uh, we'll actually talk about here in a minute. So Montoya cruised the East Central Corridor and was known to be violent. Dickhead. His first prostitution-related arrest was in 1998
3: when he picked up an undercover detective <laughs> posing as a prostitute. <laughs> so, okay, here's my question on that, real quick. Because they're not allowed to entrap you, right? Isn't that fucking entrapment? You would think so. Like, how do they get around that? There's got to be some bullshit, bullshit law. Yeah,
1: there's something there they get away with. I mean, there has to be, right? I yeah, I didn't. I mean, I don't. I mean, know. because technically, aren't all sting operations considered and like undercover cops and stuff? Aren't those all technically entrapment? Yeah,
3: like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do they get away with it? I this think shit?
1: the laws for entrapment have to be like really defined. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like this stuff's a little bit like they have the gray wibble. area. Yeah. Very gray.
2: All
3: right.
1: Like my beard. Mine too. I got a streak, dude. Yeah. I got them on both sides, right here.
3: Yeah. I got two beards. Yeah, one here, and I got one right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Looking, looking so, fashionable yeah. in our old age. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> ladies, ladies
1: love this. Sexy as a motherfucker. That's a salt and pepper. That's salt and pepper.
3: <laughs> ah, it's hilarious. Too bad that's the only thing I got going for. Yeah, it, like. it happens. <laughs>
1: Oh, by the way, he offered her 40 bucks. So, you know, I don't know. Is that a good going rate at that time? I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what it cost. I don't know
3: what it costs. I feel like 40 bucks doesn't get you a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm
1: just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the rates are. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like you hear about all these escort services and stuff, and you hear like, yeah, she's $1,000 a night. I have a, okay, story, side note here. I have a friend of mine, and I'm not going to mention any names. Um... Was it Jeff? It was not Jeff. <laughs> I will, I will expunge him from that. I'll take him out of that. Um, and we know it wasn't me. Yeah, it, it is somebody we both know, though. Really? Yes. Uh, he okay. actually hired a prostitute when uh, he was out in Vegas one time, and he said it was like the most weird, uh, obscure. I, I fucking know. Okay, thing. I know
3: exactly what you're talking about. I've heard the story. Oh, have you? Yes.
1: So you know who I'm talking yes. about? Yeah. He just said it was just like fucked up yep. the whole thing or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So. We should ask him how
3: much it costs. (laughs) Dude, I think that was... Is that when we were on tour? When we were all out in Vegas? I think that happened when we were all together. I don't think we're talking about the same person.
1: Ooh. Now there's two? Maybe. We're gonna talk. We'll, yeah, we'll talk right, after we'll this. Yeah, out. we'll talk after this. But yeah, that's fucking listen, you know who you are. And if you're not from the states, <laughs> um, obviously, you know Las Vegas. It's actually legal in some parts uh, of Las Vegas. In
3: certain counties, yeah, like, in, yeah, they, they. It's like weird. Like it's not just straight legalized, but it, there's yeah, there's, there's areas sections and, yeah. that you're
1: allowed to. You know, yeah. there's the actual ranches where you can go and the bunny ranch and pay for it. Yeah, there's a couple of them, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know.
3: I don't the bunny ranch know. is the big one. Or the Mustang something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I've, I've never done that, and nor shall I ever, because my wife is, um, she scares me.
3: (laughs) Just saying. Well, yeah, but if you did it in the past, John. But I didn't.
4: I did. I never did. But if you... I'm too cheap to do that, dude. If you
3: did, wink, wink. (laughs) I'm too fucking cheap for that. I agree. I am. I'm
1: too cheap. I'd rather just fucking, you know, just scrub one out and be done. Fuck it, Like, fuck it. Save myself $40.
3: And a disease, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, well, I mean, we all have
1: diseases. Anyway, she took him to a motel room near Washington and Central where officers then arrested him. (laughs) Imagine
3: bye. just like expecting to get laid. You walk into the room and they're just like, hey, you're like, fuck. He's
1: all like, oh man, this is going to be awesome. They're arresting
3: I'm a, him. I'll make her do all kinds of weird shit.
1: And he opens up the door and, man,
3: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sir, could you please not have an erection while I rest you?
1: <laughs> Can you put that away? Please. Pull your pants up and then we'll cuff you. So uh, that apparently didn't deter him though. Okay. No. So in 1999... He's a go-getter. Yeah, he, he's just so... He ain't no quitter. <laughs> nope. In 1999, vice detectives watched him pick up a prostitute near Central and San Mateo and followed him to a dark, dead-end road near the airport. Er- er- the airport? Oh, the airport. <laughs> the airport. Airport. That's where all the eds fly out of. <laughs> in the ed. <laughs> they are up in the ed. Anyway, police believe they caught him in the act as he was trying to rape and strangle her. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. Montoya had apparently never planned to pay her. He only had $2 in his wallet. Yeah, it sounds pretty suspect to me.
3: Here's your $2. Yeah. I want my $2. <laughs>
1: here's another one, folks. Drink That's up. That's technically two.
3: Yeah. Because <laughs> mine is from a different movie than that. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, what movie was yours? It's uh, Dirty Work. Oh, nice. The homeless guys. He's like, here's your $2. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, uh, I was doing the John Cusack yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I said doll hairs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was arrested, but the case was later dismissed. Interesting. Yeah, but four years later, he was still at it. Detectives watched him pick up a prostitute on Central Avenue and arrested him. The woman told officers he paid her fifteen bucks. I I don't know if who who looks worse in that scenario. You know what I mean? Like you did it for fifteen. Yeah. Or we don't know. We don't know.
3: She might have just been giving him a handy or something. That's true. Fifteen for the old rub and tug. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds reasonable, right?
1: See, I could save fifteen bucks and just stay home. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean?
3: Order a pizza, rent a movie. Fifteen
1: bucks—that's at least a do do people rent movies still decent six pack. Do people rent movies? I actually, I did rent a movie, and you want to know what movie I rented the other day? We had beer night this past Thursday, as we always do. I rented Club Paradise. What the fuck is that? Robin Williams, nineteen eighties. It had Eugene Levy in it. It had Harold God. Ramis in it. Um, it had. Rick I do I've never heard of that. Oh, it's amazing. So, uh, Club uh, Paradise. Yeah, we're totally going off the rails here again. But um, we. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. It, it is. Oh, wait, we got we got the derail. Where's my derail? There it is. It's good time for a drink. So it's an amazing movie. Robin Williams. He's a firefighter. And um, he goes into a house to save somebody and it collapses on him. So he says, fuck this. And he goes oh and buys boy. a resort in like Jamaica. Nice. And so all these people are coming in, whatever. And like uh, Eugene Levy and uh, Rick dude, Moranis. Dude, I fucking love
3: Eugene Levy. They're amazing. I love.
1: Dude, what's that show? Shit's Creek?
3: Yeah. Fucking amazing. I've only caught a couple episodes. but Dude, it's, mean, it's
1: brilliant. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I was so sad when it ended. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Eugene Levy and Harold Ramis we're trying to score pot the entire time they were there. <laughs> dude, it's, a fucking, it's just hilarious. So anyway, I rented that the other day. It was a buck ninety nine. Nice. Because Bill brought over a beer called Club Paradise. Perfect. And I was like, oh, you guys ever seen this? They're like, what? What are you talking about? And instantly, I'm like, put it right there. Nice, I dude. love technology today because any movie you want to watch, you can pretty much find. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? At the push of a button. At the push of a button. God, technology, we sound so old. I know.
3: <laughs> Listen, I remember when you had to rewind the tape before you sent it back to Blockbuster.
1: I can honestly remember. For those of
3: you listening, Blockbuster is a uh, <laughs> store that used to <laughs> rent videotapes.
1: Correct. If, speaking of videotapes, I can remember my uh, my stepfather going to buy the very f- our very first VHS player. Nice. Except he picked up a beta player.
3: <laughs> superior, though. It was a superior format. Correct.
1: But definitely did not outlive the VHS. Do you know why? Because of uh, porn, right? Porn,
3: porn, porn. VHS, anything, and porn back DVD.
1: And in fact, that's actually another movie <sighs> reference too. So if you guys would like to jump on that, that's... porn
3: also backed Blu-ray over HD, which is from uh, what's well, the movie? That from we oh, talk about that in something, yeah.
1: Oh fuck, I'll remember it. I'll remember.
3: Well, either way, it's a movie reference.
1: Drink you fucks, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, where they were uh, they were actors and they were trying to do the uh, the war movie.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, fucking, per- um, you got it. Come on. Oh, Come on.
1: Shit. Come on. I, can't, I lost it, dude. I had Come it on. I lost it. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, shit. Anyway. Tropic you- Thunder. Tropic Thunder.
4: Yay. <laughs> love that movie. Al anyway. Pacino.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's Al Pacino. I love that pussy sweat. I love it. booty, uh, booty, booty sweat. sweat. Booty sweat. I said pussy I'm sweat. I'm just a dude dressed like a dude playing another dude. <laughs> so good. Drink up, fuckers. Anyway. Anyways, God, back to what we were talking about. You guys are going to be drunk by the end of this episode. Seriously. I love it. Anyway, so by that time, Montoya already had a history of violence. He did. Obviously. According to a domestic yeah. violence form, his girlfriend filled out after an alleged assault. Montoya repeatedly beat her. Dickhead. Yeah, he's a dick. woman said he had also done, quote, gross things to me, but didn't detail what they were in the document. She Ew.
3: she basically apparently said that like they were so bad, she's like, I don't want to talk about them. I'm not going to tell you what they were, but they were bad. It's fucked up. That's got to be bad. Yeah, I mean, listen, so. man.
1: We all have our. We're not kink shaming anyone. No, you could do whatever, whatever you like. Just don't hurt anybody. No, period. Unless they like that, and then I guess you- At least have a safe word. <laughs> do you have a safe word? No. 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 You don't. I don't. I don't think I do either. <laughs> I probably should because oh, my wife's going to kill me one day. Oh my. Yeah. No, not like that. Oh or, maybe, or maybe like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. She I doesn't guess, listen to this. I, I can say whatever
3: I want. <laughs> I guess there's worse ways to go.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, um, she wrote that Montoya threatened to quote kill me and bury me in lime. That threat may shed light on Montoya's last crime. In December 2006, he invited an escort to his trailer and killed her, according to a search warrant affidavit. Quote: She was bound by the ankles, knees, and wrists with duct tape and a cord a detective wrote in the warrant. What a fucking dick. So he just escalated, it sounds like. It seems like the... Maybe, read on. All right. When the woman's boyfriend came... May not came... have escalated Ooh. at that point. When the woman's boyfriend came to check on her, he shot and killed Montoya. The woman's body was found outside Montoya's trailer, partially wrapped in a blanket. Yeah. Her legs and wrists were wrapped in duct tape and a thick layer circled her neck. An unrolled condom pillowcase and the woman's belongings were in a trash bag in the trunk of the car Montoya had rented. Inside Montoya's trailer, investigators found duct tape next to his bed. They also found hardcore pornography and some homemade sex tapes. One of those recordings shows Montoya having sex with a woman and the tape goes black. In a following scene on the same tape, the camera is focused on Montoya's bedroom wall. What the fuck? Gabe Braden. Well, the camera doesn't capture what's happening, but the audio captures what sounds like tape being pulled from a roll. I believe I've either heard or seen this before. It's something else. Ah, oh, this sounds so familiar. At least one trash bag is open, and there's a, uh, there's minutes of rustling noises. Police have sent that audio to the FBI and other crime labs for enhancement, but haven't been able to determine what Montoya was doing. Two years after Montoya's death, the decomposed remains of the West Mesa victims were found. Mm. So
3: I guess what happened? See, what had happened was what had happened was. Um, so the the late, the girl that he killed, um, he went, he called it, you know, he called her or whatever she was advertising on. He said that she found her. He found her in a chat room. So that's they still had chat rooms apparently at that point. And uh, basically, he met up. He he set up to meet her and all this. So the boyfriend, the girl's boyfriend. Like I don't know what they're what they were doing, but the, basically, the boyfriend would drove her there. And was like, I'll wait for you, this and that. So, he was waiting in his car the whole time. And basically, it was one of those, like... Was he pimping around kind of thing? Maybe, I or, don't know. Or it was maybe just, just like just, a mutual, like, eh, go ahead, I don't care, kind of thing. Maybe he's there to protect her kind of thing? Yeah, I think he went there to his kind of protection as well. And uh, it was one of those, like, he was sitting in the car and he's like, something doesn't feel right. This is taking way longer than it should, like, whatever. And so, he got out of the car and went up to... And was approaching the trailer... And as he was approaching the trailer, that dude Montoya was coming out of the trailer dragging something behind him. Oh, fuck. And he was like, the boyfriend basically was just like, I, he, I instantly knew what it was. And he said, like, he yelled, it, he yelled at Montoya. And the dude was like, he startled him. He was like, what the fuck? And uh, they kind of looked at each other for a second. And, like, Montoya, like, dropped what he was dragging and went for a gun. And when he went for his gun, the boyfriend pulled out a gun and shot him. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: So Montoya was immediately a potential suspect. Uh, yeah, I, would, I would say you so. You think? But police have never detailed conclusive evidence tying him to the crime. Police spokesman Tanner Tixier... Oh, that's a cool name. Tanner Tixier. It might
3: be a shuh sound. Tixia? Tish, Tashier. Tishier. Tish... Tix, huh? Yeah. Huh?
1: Anyway. Anyway, this person, Tanner, said detectives <laughs> tested Montoya's living room carpet for DNA of all the victims found on the Mesa, and it came back Negative. They also found nothing suspicious in his financial records around the time that the women went missing. Although Montoya's family has declined to speak with the press, some of their comments were captured in interviews recorded by police the day he was killed. His mother expressed disbelief that Montoya could have done what police accused him of.
3: <laughs> he was caught in the fucking act, yeah, lady. like
1: legit. Like... And his girlfriend told them the, through sobs that she was supposed to be at Montoya's trailer the night Hill was killed, but she had canceled because she wasn't feeling well. Wait a minute, why, why was she? why would she be there?
3: Because she was, it was just, that was her, he she was his girlfriend, but then why so would she he was have supposed a... to be she was supposed to go to his trailer that night, and since she didn't go, he decided to get an escort. Oh yeah,
1: Ugh. quote. He was very aggressive when he was younger, but he changed a lot. She said, Obviously. quote. He was good to me. Oh yeah, he seemed like he changed. Yeah. yeah. Police announced in uh, October of 2016 they were looking for two escorts shown in one of the sex tapes. Quote, we need the uh, those two women identified, uh, Tixier, Tishier, what, God, damn it, that name. Whatever. Tixier, whatever. It's T-I-X-I-E-R for all of you listening out there. Just call it T. 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 Um, Trixie. Trixie? <clears throat> Trix? No. Trixie for There's kids. There's no R in there. Oh, you're right. There is an R at the end. <sighs> Aha. Quote, we're trying to figure out if they are still alive. So uh, so they're actually like in 2016 they yeah, still haven't identified still, the two that they don't
3: know they're trying to find those. They don't know, I mean they don't know if they're missing or anything like that, but they're trying to identify who they are at least.
2: That's fucked up. Because
3: that way at least if they can find them, they could be like okay, they're okay. Or if they can't find them and people are like no, we haven't seen them for years, we don't know what happened like it's possible, you know. It's fucked up. Mhm. Next remember up. there's still six people that were on that ladies that Ida Lopez her list that were never found.
1: Oh, yeah, I wonder if it was any of them. I don't know. Oh, my God. So next up is the aforementioned Joseph Blea. Joseph Blea caught the attention of investigators. He's a douchebag. He's just as bad as his other Uh, one. Here we go. He caught the attention of investigators almost immediately after the first remains of the West Mesa victims were unearthed. April Gillen, Blea's first wife, contacted police seven days. (laughs) Sold his ass out. Did she? She contacted police seven days after the discovery of a bone in the West Mesa and said she thought police should look into him. (laughs) She was like, fuck that guy. Do
3: you think the police were just like, and you're what now? The ex-wife? Okay, we'll take a look. I think he kind of...
1: I mean, you have to look into it, but at the same time, you're like, ah, eh, like big, at first, you know, though, you yeah, think yeah. they were just like Ugh. she probably owe, he owes alimony or you know what I mean, something like that.
3: Because like that's like some shit that I would do because I'm a vindictive asshole. I'd be like, see, I'm not. I'm the if they were looking opposite. for some crazy woman that killed somebody, I'd be like, you might want to check out my ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, just a
1: fucking inconvenience. I am the opposite of that. I literally don't. I, I don't give a fuck about people enough. <laughs> I
3: usually don't. It uh, just, I guess, it depends on what they yeah, do. I me. just don't give a fuck
1: about people. Except our listeners. I give a fuck about them. Because you guys are amazing. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> so they already knew a lot about this fucking guy. Blea is currently serving a 90-year prison sentence after he was convicted of four sexual assaults unrelated to the West Mesa case. He's fucking...
3: Shithead. Keep reading, it gets worse. It's worse.
1: He's faced other sex-related charges as well, including accusations that he raped a 14-year-old girl he knew or with a screwdriver. What the fuck? That case was later dropped according to online court records. Oh, my God. And his DNA was found on a prostitute left dead on a curb in 1985. Hmm. What? He's never been charged in connection with that crime. How? His DNA's there.
3: Yeah, but if she was a prostitute, he could have banged her and then it could have happened afterwards. There's no proof that he killed her.
1: Oh, my God. Police knew him even before many of those allegations surfaced. They had run across him more than hundred and thirty times. Oh my god. Yeah. Between nineteen ninety and two thousand nine. Jesus. At that, that, that come on, lock this fucking guy up. It's like once a month for ten years. Yeah, like lock him up. Lock it lock him up. And Let's many do of those, something. Yeah, and many of those encounters were along the East Central Corridor, <laughs> known for prostitution and drugs, according to a search warrant affidavit. That's that
3: war zone area.
1: Okay. Yeah. Un uh, uh which were unsealed uh late that year or whatever. It's an area many of the victims reportedly frequented, as we discussed earlier. In one report, six years before the West Mesa victims were missing, a woman who had been walking on Central Avenue said Blair called her over to his car and exposed himself. What
3: the fuck? Come on, man. Maybe, I guess he thought she was a prostitute or something. Yeah. But know. even then, man, have some cooth. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Hey, listen, for all our male listeners out there, don't, don't be, don't, just keep it in your pants.
3: Don't be showing your dick to people. First no of one all, wants to see that
1: shit? Nobody wants to see it. And when they say if they, they do, do, they really don't.
3: I mean, they'll, I mean ask,
1: they'll ask for it. Yeah, I mean, they're, first of all, we, we we all know, as men, that that thing hanging between your legs is ugly as shit. And if you can yeah. find a woman who I wants mean, it.
3: Yours, maybe. Uh, I mean,
1: what, you have a pretty one? Absolutely. Does it have a beard? It's wonderful. <laughs> Mine has a mustache. <laughs> it has a mustache. It has a little mustache. It talks <laughs> to me. That's how it's saying.
3: Uh, I'm sure they care about this. Anyway, keep it in your
1: fucking pants. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Police found rope and electrical tape on his passenger seat. Yikes. In the weeks after the victim's remains were found, detectives with APD's repeat offender project tailed Blea for four days as he appeared to stalk prostitutes on the stroll. Dickhead. Quote, on two separate occasions, Mr. Blea drove Central Avenue from the west part of Albuquerque to the east part of Albuquerque, the detective wrote in the warrant. Quote, he slowed and circled the block in areas where prostitutes were working. He did not approach any prostitutes, but appeared to be closely watching them.
3: Stalker. Yeah. Fucking creep. Stalking the shit out of
1: him. Yep, fucking creep. When detectives interviewed a prostitute who knew him, she said he took her to his house and tried to tie her up. She said she didn't let him. Good girl. Fuck yeah, dude. Fucking fight back. She'd probably be dead. Fight back. Listen, and for all the ladies out there, if some asshole does come up and pull his shit out, kick the shit out of that motherfucker. Kick yeah. him right in the ding ding.
2: Yeah. Bing. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So what wait, I'm sorry. When detectives interviewed a prostitute who knew him, she said he took her to his house. Oh, tied her up. I said it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you um, did. I did. Sorry. Jeez. About eight months after the West Mesa murder investigation began, detectives searched uh Blaya's home and collected women's women's jewelry and women's underwear. Man, fucking creep, man. His wife, Cheryl Blaya. How how can you be married if you're such a fucking creep?
3: I mean, a lot of people don't know what they... You know what I mean? Like, how many how many wives don't un- realize that their husbands killed all these people? Yeah, like that's true.
1: Yeah, I, I you don't know, her, man. You don't know, they know what they're doing shit.
3: 24 hours a day.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, Cheryl Blair told police he enjoyed wearing women's underwear when having sex. Okay? <laughs> who doesn't? So, yeah, I mean, right. Whatever. <laughs> My wife does have some sexy underwear. I'm just saying. I could. Yeah? I could. I haven't yet, but yeah. who knows, man? All I'm saying is, nothing's off the table, right? <laughs> McCallum's getting too. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, there you have it, folks. Hundred episodes in, we figure it all out. And I'm just saying, I'm not against it. If she's if she's into it, maybe you know what I mean. Like whatever. I'm gonna talk to her about this afterwards. Right, that's fine. Please don't do that. She said she had an occasion <laughs> on occasion found jewelry that didn't uh, did not belong to her or her daughter in the home, mm. and she said her daughter had found women's underwear hidden in their shed. So he's got a kid too. And this yeah. guy's just a fucking creep. In a 2015 interview with the Albuquerque Journal, Robert Cloven, the father of victim Virginia Cloven, said some families had noticed the women's jewelry was missing. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of putting it all together there. It could be. Detective Mark Manry, who is the only investigator on the West Mesa case full time. They only
3: had one guy full time. No, no, no. Now, currently. Oh, okay. They had a
1: shitload at that point. So he's just kind of like cold casing it right now.
3: Yeah. They, since it's technically still an open case, it's not a close. They never closed the case. They have to have somebody at least working on it. Working on it. So this dude is the like the one guy that now is fuck. All that shit's on your back, dude. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, anyway, um, he won't say if the jewelry or underwear found at the uh, Blaya's house matched any of the victims' DNA.
3: See, so that's what I'm saying. Like they they're not saying, but I feel like if it did, then this guy would be. They probably come. They out would with have it. tried him yeah. or something. At least tried to get an injunction on him or something. You know.
1: Unless it's one of those things that like okay, if you if you can. I feel like when it comes to something like this, and as large as this is, it needs to be a one hundred percent fucking slam dunk. Because I don't know, he'd be surprised. Because if you fuck up even a little bit, people get convicted on less shit than that.
3: Yeah, I
1: guess, but I, I don't know. It just feels like a it's a super big case, you know. If
3: you had, if this dude had DNA, had had jewelry and clothes that had murder victims' DNA on it, plus all of his other previous bullshit, like I, I feel like they'd get a conviction pretty goddamn easily.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. So, quote, due uh, to this being an ongoing criminal investigation, this question cannot be answered at this time, he said in an email in January 2016. Blea also reportedly discussed the West Mesa case with others. Oh, shit. When detectives interviewed a former cellmate, he said Blea told him he knew the victims. He said he had paid them for sex acts. Quote, Mr. Blaya spoke poorly about other identified victims, calling them trashy. Eh, what a fucking dickhead. Officers said cellmate Monroe Elderts told them, Blaya told Elderts he hit one of the victims when she tried to take his money. Most of the evidence detectives uh, present in the search warrant is circumstantial, but there's one piece of physical evidence they believe may tie him to the crime. This is crazy. Officers digging up the bones found a plant tag for a spearmint juniper, which is a tree, right? Yeah, like a bush. A bush, a shrub.
3: Bring him a shrubbery.
1: (laughs) Next to Virginia Cloven's remains. Drinking. Yeah,
3: I don't know if I know that. What is that? We've already referenced the movie once today. What is it? Fucking the Holy Grail. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, uh, drink the up n- The knights who say nee. Bring <laughs> us a shrubbery. <laughs> neep neep.
1: Anyway. So uh, they found the, the, the tag for a spearmint tree next to Virginia Cloven's remains. Okay. Detectives trace that tree tag to a nursery in California that sends plants to Albuquerque. And Blaya's business records indicate he bought plants from nurseries that sold the California plants. So it's unclear if detectives were uh, ever able to directly tie that tree tag to Blaya. Blaya began his lengthy prison sentence for the sexual assault cases in 2015. He is appealing his conviction in those cases. His former attorney, John McCall, said Blaya says he had nothing to do with the West Mesa murders. Quote, We dealt with issues relating to all of this, McCall said in January 2016. Quote, But it doesn't seem like they really had any conclusive evidence regarding Joseph Blaya. He's denying involvement in West Mesa consistently.
3: Uh, of course he is. I
1: mean, yeah, you, at that point, you kind of have to. Why the but, fuck? But he's serving, what, 90 years? Is that yeah, what that was? Yeah, he's
3: but he's still in his appeals and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. If yeah. something goes down and he somehow gets out, and then he had admitted to kill, you know, it's like. He sounds talking, like
1: a fucking twat knuckle. Dude, you
3: should see his picture. He looks like a total fucking. Does ugh. he? Ugh. He, has a, he has a very punchable face. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Ugh. So hopefully somebody punches his ass in fucking prison. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If he went in there for molesting children, he's not going to have a good time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he probably... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's fucked. <laughs> really?
3: Yeah. Really? Yep.
1: Mm. Glad you guys can't smell that anyway. Authorities believe that the woman may have been involved in a large interstate sex trafficking operation. Okay. Yikes. According to the El Paso Times, the presence of Celania Edwards among the victims has led authorities to believe that sex trafficking gangs could have been involved. Edwards was from Oklahoma, but was known to have been in Texas and Colorado before ending up in Albuquerque. It is unknown, however, if she traveled on her own or was trafficked there. Several arrests and convictions in El Paso, Texas, indicated that Albuquerque is part of a broader sex trafficking route that includes the states of Nevada, uh, Colorado, New Mexico, and Texas, as well as the Mexican city of Juarez. According to New Mexico State University, the FBI has investigated long-haul truck drivers as suspects in murders of sex workers along major highways, and authorities have reason to believe that Edwards was one such victim.
3: Yeah, there was like, there was a, I think there was a, uh, I believe there's a documentary or something about that. It's like the I-40 corridor. They called it like the highway of death or something like that because of all the bodies that they were finding of like prostitutes and like, prostitutes that would go to like truck stops and stuff like that and like people were just killing them and dumping bodies along the road and shit like that jesus yeah my god it's pretty brutal
1: the el paso crime stoppers office received an anonymous tip in 2010 that a suspect whose last name was coda had killed a girl named uh nicknamed mimi and chocolate Sound familiar? yeah both of which were names of edwards uh that she used to go by despite the tip however the west mesa murder case remains unsolved so what about this coda you know this fellow here yeah what about him the following is taken from a New Mexico State University article. So, thank you to them. A truck driver who used to belong to El Salvador's military special forces allegedly could be linked to se- serial crimes of girls and women in El Paso, Texas, and Albuquerque, New Mexico, according to a uh, Crime Stoppers tip included in court documents related to the appeal of Texas death row inmate David Leonard Wood. The tip, which is part of the Crime Stoppers reports, refers to Wood's case and to the West Mesa murders of Albuquerque. The report states that the victim or victims of the alleged suspect, whose last name in the Crime Stoppers report is Coda, were nicknamed Mimi and Chocolate, like we mentioned earlier. New Mexico authorities had identified one of the 11 victims that were found in shallow graves in Albuquerque's West Mesa in 2009 as Selenia Edwards, whom police stated may have used the nicknames Mimi and Chocolate. Again, like we said. So it's pretty fucked up, right? Yeah. All right. So Edwards, who was 15 years old, was reported missing in 2003 in Lawton, Oklahoma. Police said they considered her an endangered runaway. Police said she was also seen in Aurora, Colorado in May of 2004 and may have been associated with prostitutes in that city.
3: My great-grandmother used to live in Aurora, Colorado. No shit? Yeah. Really? Yep. Well. I, I just thought, thought I'd throw that out there. Going I've was, been to Aurora, Colorado. Going to assume she wasn't a part of this? I I would hope. Well, I mean, she wasn't alive when it happened. But. Oh. She passed away a long time ago? Um, Long enough. I think I was, yeah. So she Probably wasn't a part of it. about 15, 20 years ago. Okay.
1: Well, she's not a part of it. She's cleared. That's good.
3: Yeah, she's good. She was definitely not a part of it. All right. We
1: cleared her name. Good. It is not known when and how Edwards traveled to Albuquerque. Uh, quote, Edwards was killed sometime between 2004 and 2005 and then buried in a mesa located adjacent to 118th Street Southwest, in Albuquerque police authority stated the Coda suspect would lure the females with narcotics, the tipter told stoppers. Hmm. So, this anonymous caller call, uh, caller provided the tip on February 22nd 2010 to Crime Stoppers of El Paso, right? Yeah. Okay. According to court records, El Paso Detective Arturo Turi Ruiz, who was assigned to follow-up on the tip, went as far as to prepare a grand jury document so that he could request more details about the tipster's information. An official with the Albuquerque Police Department confirmed on uh, September 13, 2016, that the El Paso Police Department had shared the 2010 Crime Stoppers report, with authorities investigating the West Mesa murders. Okay, so they're kind of collaborating on this.
3: Yeah, they're trying to figure it out.
1: And unfortunately, no further comment was available due to the ongoing nature of the investigation. Of course. So according to the Crime Stoppers report, the caller advised they have information regarding the crimes for which a man named David Leonard Wood will be executed soon. The caller advised that the suspect coda is responsible for these crimes. So is he saying that what David Leonard Wood is in prison for that coda did yes so oh.
3: basically that's what I was telling you earlier before we started uh, doing before we started recording this this wood guy is was convicted of I think three murders and uh, there's also a couple other people missing that they don't know about but he was convicted of I think three I think it was three or four murders and he maintained from day one that he was innocent like I didn't do this shit whatever and this tip Basically came in saying, "Hey, look! I've got information that uh, that has to do with this case. The stuff that you have this wood guy in there and have him sentenced to death for he didn't do. It was this Coda. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. So the caller advise a oh, quote. The caller advised two of the victims' nicknames were Mimi and Chocolate, like we talked about. The Crime Stoppers report stated quote. The caller advised the suspect never admitted to killing the women, but did admit to having picked up the women and paid them in exchange for sex." The caller has reason to believe the suspect is responsible for the West Mason New, uh, New Mexico murders as well and may also be responsible for several murders in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the Crime Stoppers report stated. Ooh, shit.
3: Milwaukee,
1: milwaukee That's Algonquin for the good land.
3: <laughs> Drink up, fuckers. <laughs> We're not worried. <laughs> wait, wait. Does this guy know how to party or What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the tipster claimed that he, uh, the suspect, had been a member of El Salvador's military special forces. The tipster further alleged that the suspect is, quote, very violent and, quote, exhibits a very strong hate towards women. I should say so. Jesus. The tipster told Crime Stoppers that Coda allegedly once boasted that, quote, you will see me all over the news one day. Ooh. The suspect, the tipster alleged, used to be involved in drug trafficking and had a relative that was arrested on drug charges in California. The tipster alleged that the suspect's name was El Tigre. Which is the tiger? If That's if not the
3: one that got arrested in California. To like his relative or whatever. Okay,
1: was between fifty-five and fifty-six years old, and this is in two thousand and ten. Had a thin build, reddish hair, and drove a light burgundy-colored van. Of course he did. <laughs> Jesus. The suspect reportedly worked as an interstate eight, uh, interstate eighteen-wheel, an interstate eighteen-wheel truck driver, and had lived in Albuquerque in West Oakland, California. Oh shit! This person had like a fucking ton of information on this, huh? Yeah. Wood was convicted in the deaths of six girls. Oh, so
3: six! Jesus Christ!
1: And young women who disappeared in 1987 My in El Paso. Bad. Yeah, their bodies were found in shallow graves near what is now the Painted Dunes Golf Course in Northeast um, El Paso.
3: <laughs> what it's like the 18th hole? Yeah, that's
1: fucked up. The victims were Ivy Susanna Williams, Desiree Wheatley, Karen Baker, Angelica Frosto, Rosa Marie Casillo, and Don Marie Smith. It's fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Three others who went missing in 1987, two from northeast El Paso, and one who lived in nearby Ch- Chaparral, New Mexico, were Melissa Alinez, uh, Cheryl Vasquez, and Marjorie Knox. They were never seen alive again. El Paso police said they had suspected Wood in their disappearances. I mean, it, it all kind of sounds like he could.
3: Maybe. I mean. I don't know. I don't know what kind of evidence they have. They really didn't. Elaborate too much on it.
1: So, Wood has steadfastly denied killing the six victims and denied any connection with the disappearances of Knox, Alanis, and Vasquez. After his conviction by a jury trial, Wood was sentenced to death and was scheduled to be executed in 2009. The Texas Criminal Court of Appeals granted him a, a stay the uh, day before he was to be executed so he could prepare his appeal. So, you guys, if you don't know what a stay is, it's a stay of execution. It's where like the mayor or whatever can, or yeah, governor can governor pop up is and like, be
3: like, well, all right, we're not going to do it. Yeah, that's
1: fine which happens a lot. Yeah. But in Texas, oof. like skinny yeah. teeth, buddy. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I think
3: the only reason it was done was because of this tip. If it wasn't for that tip, he'd be dead.
1: Yeah. I, I would you know what? I, 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 we should dive further into this guy Yeah, we we'll and, and kind of see what, uh, evidence and shit they had Okay. on him. So yeah, we can yeah. kind of fucking, you know what I mean? I really sure. want to find out like what they had and if it's similar to anything that was involved in the West Mesa stuff yeah. or was it completely, I'd like to, yeah. So anyway, again, there is thought that the same person responsible for the West Mesa killings was also responsible for the cringes that Wood was convicted of. <laughs> it's not cringes, is it? No.
3: <laughs> you just rolled right through that one, dude. Didn't even phase
1: you. Because I was actually looking at the next part as I read that. Responsible <laughs> for the what? Crimes. Crimes.
3: Crimes. Yes,
1: which are cringeworthy? They are. So I just thought you were like having like a you were being
3: prolific. No, no, I was. Uh, you I fucked, fucked it up.
1: up. <laughs> so anyway, they're thinking that whoever did the one killings that that Wood was convicted of also was also was a part of Mesa, that. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. The other so un- there's got
3: to be some similarities. There. there has to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. I want to find out more on that. So you get here, you go, guys. Hundredth episode: the unresolved story of the West Mesa killings. Who did it? Mm-hmm. why did they do it wow. where are the rest of the missing girls honestly we <sighs> may not thing, never know but if you have any type of information if you've heard of this story or if you you know if you're familiar with it or if something sounds fishy around where you're at in maybe new mexico or whatever you know call somebody yeah if you know something say something kind of sure thing, sure you know or if you're you know familiar with the story and you have any kind of inside information let us know
3: yeah if we miss something yeah
1: if we miss something or whatever which is
3: possible because like i stated before i'm an idiot yeah it happens you mean
1: the the cringes yes
3: correct yeah we definitely (laughs) want to know more about the cringes
1: (laughs) (laughs) so sources for today were an amazing special article uh uh, series from the albuquerque journal that we mentioned earlier the new mexico state university article on uh, the coda suspect the el paso times and their article on the subject those are the main sources. Although we did find some smaller bits scattered around various random websites. Correct. So there you guys go. You guys uh, now know what the fuck happened. Out- well, at least you know you, as much
3: as the cops know. You
1: kind of know what they know. That's it. Because right now they're <laughs> they not telling anybody. They yeah.
3: know a little bit more, but yeah, they're doesn't not. Seem telling... like they know a whole hell of a lot more. They're not saying shit. That's the thing. That's the other thing is because it's such. It's, it's just been an ongoing investigation for so long. Like the any information they have, they're not giving it out. Like yeah. we don't know why that one dude was ever a suspect. You know, they don't they won't say whether there's a DNA match between that jewelry and clothing found at that Bleya dude's house and the victims and it's just they won't since it's an ongoing vest, they can't say shit. Oh yeah, it's fucking crazy. So God who I wish to god we just
1: knew like what they had.
3: Yeah, it'd be You know what I mean? I almost feel like that might help you know what I mean? Like, if, if they would... Like, if they know how they were killed... And if the could, public knew? Yeah, because then it could be like... I feel like there might be something out there that, like, might jog somebody. Just be like, oh, shit. Yeah. That could be... That sounds like somebody I know might... You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like something stupid like that, but... It's fucking crazy. I don't know, man.
1: Anyway, so there you go. It's the West Mason murders, and hopefully we... uh We did it justice, and hopefully they find some resolve in that because that's very, very fucking sad that these women lost their lives.
3: So I did find an article I was reading um, as I was going through everything. It was like, this was in like 2018. They found more bones somewhere uh, not too far away from the original site. Oh, shit. And they were like, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then It's and then <laughs> actually took, the they, perfect word for that They took those bones and they found out that they were human bones oh, They were fuck. like Fuck Yeah double fuck Cause they were like well maybe this is like the secondary side like, Cause there were still those six girls missing And they're like whatever whatever Turns out they're prehistoric So we're good <laughs> Like wait they're prehistoric human bones Yeah so I guess this is... It's kind of fucking crazy. So apparently, like, right in that area, there was a... Uh, they were building either a building or, like, a another, like, a subdivision type thing or whatever. Mm. And they had uh, earlier, when they were excavating everything, they had found, like, a prehistoric site. Like, animal bones, people bones, like, all this shit, like, pottery, like, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, apparently, they just didn't excavate enough and they missed this. <laughs> this was like right in that same area and they missed this in the original excavation
1: could you imagine how everyone's butthole is just puckered up on that like oh shit we yeah. missed this
3: one yeah
1: oh there's more there's more yeah, they
3: were they were like fuck there's gonna be more of these and now and then, we
1: found the other state like it's and then the forensic guy who's back in the back yeah this dude's
3: like 60 million years old yeah, man he's like yeah, i think you guys are okay <laughs> this timelines one, don't match up yeah.
1: Yeah, this is not this, this guy. Yeah, he wrote dinosaurs. No, it's not him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Nobody wrote
1: dinosaurs, did they? Or did they? <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> so listen, this is a pretty rough one. I need a palate cleanser. I'm sure you guys too. So that means, um, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Always, it's the movies. And now, boys and girls, it's your favorite part of the show. A movie review. Which top ten movies will make the cut today? That's right. We're talking about the movies. You guys know how we do it. We love our movies. We love movies in general. We we got a freaking drinking game based on movies. It's true.
3: We do. You know what I mean? That's that we. Which we
1: can't take credit for that. That was definitely given to us by yes. one of you beautiful people out there. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that. We greatly appreciate it. So anyway, we're going to be talking about the top horror movies
3: filmed. Yeah, I really couldn't find a list of ones that took place in New Mexico, so I just went with filmed, filmed All right, in New Mexico.
1: Well, this is a, you know... Um, uh, it's 14. It's top 14. Let's just, let's just do 14. Okay, right? we'll go through it. What the because fuck some of these are going to be do. good, right? So number 14 on the list is 1971's The Andromeda Strain. Not entirely horror, but it still has plenty of horrific it's good, elements. It's a good movie. The Andromeda Strain is a film that will never get out of my head. This is what the guy says. It's
3: a good movie.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Because it's our 100th episode. Especially the ending, which I won't spoil. <laughs> it's a classic film based on a Michael Crichton novel. And if you oh, that's Crichton. If you haven't read it, fuck you, Modi. It's Crichton, Michael Crichton. It's, it's Crichton if you're close to him. Are you close
3: to him? Shut up.
1: <laughs> this contagion film takes place in New... I'm taking your shit today. <laughs> it takes place in New
2: Mexico.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it takes place in new mexico in a fictional underground nevada lab oh <laughs> uh, fuck hundred episodes folks <laughs> Woo! the new mexico desert is a perfect location for a contagion story about a plague that wipes out the world's population from an outer space source too bad it didn't wipe you out fucking wipe your face <laughs> And while it's not necessarily a horror movie, it's still one of the coolest movies filmed in New Mexico. The ending will stick in your memory forever. Yeah. Except yours, you old fuck.
3: I remember everything, bro.
1: Yeah? Mm-hmm. Except how to write the correct word.
3: <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, prick. <laughs> oh
1: shit! Number 13! legion from 2010 this
3: movie is phenomenal i, I actually love this, love movie.
1: this fucking movie
3: fucking old lady that crawls up on the oh wall yeah and, and if
1: you haven't seen legion All the
3: fucking babies are gonna die yeah
1: that part's nuts yeah it's nuts if you haven't seen this it's su- a super good movie the fuck fucking creepy, right now
3: the freaky ice cream dude yeah it's like,
1: so this is archangel michael the apocalypse demons horrors violence you name it legion stars paul bettany if you don't know who that is that is the one and only who I don't fucking know. Oh, my God. Really? Well, what else is he in? It's fucking Vision from the MCU. <laughs> oh, is it? All yeah, that's right. fucking Vision. So if you guys have seen Wanda and Vision or any who, of the Avengers movies, it's know. Vision. It's, yeah, that's uh, Paul Bettany. Oh, good for him. And he plays the Archangel Michael way. who comes to Earth, cuts off his wings, <laughs> and steals an arsenal of firearms from the police. Michael claims God lost his faith in mankind, and his legion of angels is wreaking havoc on Earth, killing off everyone. It's an intense apocalypse indeed and actually takes place mostly in one location, a small Drug roadside stuff. diner. Yeah. Yep. It's fucked up. It's a good movie. It's fucking good. The old lady will seriously like, our
3: oh, little baby's going to fucking burn.
1: <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, number 12, The Burrowers. Uh, I don't think I've seen this the one. The
3: Burrowers. I don't know. Bur- burrowers. It looks good though. It looks kind of creepy. The picture is awesome. The Burrowers. Burrowers. <laughs> Burrowads. <laughs>
1: Routes. Limit,
3: limit, 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 limit. <laughs> Drink up, folks. <laughs> so the burr-
1: Burrowers from 2008. Imagine the searchers mixed with aliens and burrow under the desert floor, and you will get a pretty good idea what the Burrowers is about. Western horror film. Horror, oh, it's a Western horror. Okay. Yeah. Are hard to come by and often suck. This one, however, may have its flaws, but it's still well worth watching for the fun of it. Plus, the alien monsters look pretty awesome. That actually you, sounds really
3: cool. You know what a good Western horror is? What? It's called Bone Tomahawk. Yes. Have you seen that? Uh, are you kidding me? Okay. All right. dude. That's, Kurt, Kurt Russell, man. Fucking I mean. brutal. Yeah. If yeah, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> you guys want to watch a fucked up movie, that one will do it.
3: Some brutal stuff in there.
1: It's kind of an indie flick, too. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Like they get, it's really grainy and it's, uh, yeah, it's it's good. It looks good. It's, it's an old school, like, Western horror thing with, like, some dudes that are fucking just scalping fuckers and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So number 11 is Carriers from 2009. Uh, Chris Pine. Okay. Never heard of this. Post apocalyptic films will never go out of style moody. Oh,
3: yeah, you're back.
1: Actually, these days they're more common than ever before. Fucking duh. Just look at the state of our government and the two insane candidates running for presidential office.
3: (laughs) Don't fucking patronize me.
1: Take a look at that, and then you won't wonder why these movies are so popular these days. Carriers is one of many great post-apocalyptic movies filmed in New Mexico. However, it is uniquely the only horror one. Wait, what?
3: (laughs) Isn't this all about... (laughs) Well, no, no. They're saying that's the only post-apocalyptic horror ah, movie.
1: okay. Carriers are not your average global disease epidemic film. It has a lot of horrific mm. scenes and a constant sense of dread. So it's Chris Pine. You guys don't know who Chris Pine is. He played um, Captain Kirk in the Star Wars movie, or Star, Star Wars, Star Trek movies, the new ones. Wow.
2: Yeah, fuck off. And he's also
1: uh, Wonder Woman's... Uh, Boyfriend, or whatever, in the Wonder Woman movies for DC, but fuck DC. Sorry if you guys like DC movies, I don't like them. I can't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Number 10, awesome movie, The Hitcher.
3: Yes, it's a good one. God,
1: 2007. All right, this is a remake. The original one was original Rutger Howard. crazy. Yeah, so good. Uh, it says <laughs> another remake on this list, but instead of the menacing Rutger Howard as the psychopath, the brilliant Sean Bean. And um, I'm trying to think who he is. Sean Bean. I
3: always see that name and I'm like, I definitely know him from like a bunch of shit and I can't think of what he was in. Give me a second. Wait, was,
1: was he in that fucking shark movie with, uh, um, uh, what the fuck is his name? Sam Jackson? Was he in the shark movie with him? <laughs> I don't know. Also worth mentioning is the super hot Sophia Bush. Okay. Who takes him on, huh. on Bush. As, as he terrorizes her and her boyfriend? Sean Bean. It is a good remake and shows many of the beautiful landscapes of New Mexico.
3: Oh, the dude's in fucking... He's, uh... Is it Boromir? Yeah. What? Is that who he is? From Lord of the Fucking Rings, dude? Let me see.
1: Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's who it is. Is it Boromir? I was is thinking that, Is that Boromir? Dude, I'm not that much of a fucking dork. I have no idea. I'll kill you. (laughs) Number nine. All I got to say to this one is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number nine is Ghost of Mars from 2001. Motherfucking Ice Cube. The Cube. John Carpenter appears on the list again, but with an entirely different movie. He's a legend for a reason, and that reason is that he goes above and beyond with storylines and casting. Ghost of Mars is a science fiction horror film starring Natasha Henstridge, who, Natasha Henstridge, was in... Species. Species, yes. Super hot. Yep. Ice Cube. Jason... Jason?
3: Jason! was Jason? <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason Statham! I love Jason Statham!
1: Jason Statham, back when he had hair, and Pam Greer. Well, if the unbelievable cast, she
3: she was a uh, Foxy Brown, Foxy Brown, buddy, yeah, absolutely.
1: That's a great cast. Yeah, if that cast alone doesn't sell you, then how about the plot about ancient ghosts on Mars? And it's an all right movie. It's not bad. It was okay. It's not bad. I think. I think. The, fucking I think, yeah.
3: It's a cool premise. Uh, it, the effects were like me, but Le- it was it was pretty good. Yeah, Legion was it's way fucking John Carpenter.
1: Yeah, Legion was way better in my yeah. opinion. Meh. Um, number eight is a Night. <laughs> it's the remake, though, with Colin Ooh. Farrell. I've never even seen it because I, I refuse to watch it. You guys know what fright. I heard the remake's not bad though. Yeah, vampire moves in next vampire. door. Moves next the door. Kid,
3: the kid yeah. thinks it's a vampire. No one believes, believes him. Yeah. Hires the old guy to help. Right. Blah 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 yeah. blah. Turns out he's a vampire.
1: And shit goes sideways. Yep. <sighs> okay. There you go. Watch Thanks. the movie. Yeah. Uh, number seven is Nightwing from
3: 1979. <laughs> Working on a night wing. <laughs> No? What? <laughs> you
1: don't. Yes, Bob Seeger, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah, did the song yeah. Nightwing. That's Night Moves. Oh. Yeah. You'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> 1979's Nightwing is an awesome horror movie about Hopi, uh, Hopi, um, supernatural superstitions, Hopi, all uh, oh, the Hopi people. Yeah, Hopi. Native aliens. American, yeah. And modern science, the Hopi lead character isn't sure if the strange dusts of plague are coming from something natural or something supernatural, but one thing is for sure, the bats own the night.
3: Uh, 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 uh. So it's 1979,
1: Nightwing, which, nerd time.
3: Working on the night. That's that's not how the song goes. That's not,
1: nope, nope, nope. Number six. (laughs) Odd Thomas. Oh, it's a good fucking movie. It's pretty cool. I actually I like this one a lot. That, yeah. And unfortunately. This guy, we talked about him. We actually did talk
3: about our, him.
1: In uh, our. Yeah. And it's super sad. Our that he episode
3: about. Uh, um.
1: uh, the 27 Club. Yes. That's yeah. it.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Unfortunately. So Odd Thomas was disappointing, he says, but not for any other reason than its poor marketing. Oh, wait, hold on. Odd Thomas was disappointing, but not for any other reason than its poor marketing, because the movie itself is actually quite awesome. Again, it's another movie that is supposed to take place in California. In this case, it's a small desert town. However, it is more than obvious that no city can be as beautiful as Santa Fe, fuckers, which is where a lot of these movies actually were filmed. It's well worth watching for those who like a lot of the supernatural and a bit of comedy. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, know. prick. Yeah, that was a pretty good review, prick. Yeah. I don't know. This is actually a really good movie. I liked it. And I like it. Fucking for the I life of it me. with our
3: kids. Kids watched it with us. It's not bad. Oh, really? You watched yeah, it with your kids? It's not that bad. Like they were cool with it. I mean, I, I thought it was a cool movie. Um, yeah. it's uh, nothing like really
1: brutal or anything. Yeah, I'm it? trying to find his uh da, 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 the kid's name that passed away. Oh, Anton Yelchin.
3: Anton Yelchin,
1: who was also in Star uh, Star Trek. Ha, ha almost did it. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> so he was in that, and then like he's yeah, he's been in a bunch of shit. And unfortunately, he, and that was like
3: the cre- that was the fucking freak accident. His jeep like fucking killed him
1: yeah he went to like go look at his mail
3: he had to close the gate or something and and uh, he got out and the jeep rolled back and squished him between the fucking gate like the pillar in this car and killed uh, him
1: and he's such a good actor too that's awesome number five the eye from 2008
3: (laughs) is that with Jessica alba Uh, yes sir yeah
1: Jessica alba who's by the way her first movie was um idle hands Oh, a good movie. Which we talked about the uh, last episode. We talk episode. about that like in every episode. Yeah, because it's such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, shot primarily in Albuquerque, The Eye was meant to be located in Los Angeles, but we, we know better because we're talking about New Mexico, right? Fuck yeah. yeah. A supernatural horror film starring Jessica Alba. The Eye is a fun flick about a woman who went blind as a child and was donated eyes so she could see as an adult. Though her new set of eyes give her a deeper sense of vision than the rest of us, she's seen horrible, ghostly things. I've seen it.
3: It's, I've I've never. I don't think
1: I've it? seen the whole thing. I've seen it. Fat. Ooh, double that. Jesus! Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It just reminds me of like The Ring and all those other yeah. fucking movies. It's some whatever. Yeah, I, yeah.
3: I haven't I haven't seen the whole thing.
1: Here's one I don't think I've seen before, and uh, this is uh, number four on the list. 2014's Don't Blink. Uh, it's got Mina Savari in it, though. So uh, that's pretty cool.
3: I've heard of it. I've never seen it.
1: Says so you can find Don't Blink in the horror section of Netflix these days. It was Ooh. a limited release, but has grown in popularity. That's called McCallum 12 Year. <laughs> grown
3: in the popularity. That's so good, Hold on. I'm drinking. It is good. Drink up, man.
1: Mm. Smooth. Still... Delish. So it grew in popularity due to the cast and plot. A group of 10 friends visits a remote resort, which they subsequently find empty. Oh. As they attempt to find out what happened to the other guests, they are horrified to find that they, too, are disappearing. <gasps> the principal shooting of the Hitchcock-like movie was filmed in Riadoso, New Mexico. Oh, hey,
3: very nice. I've Way never, to go, Riadoso. I've never even heard of this movie. I've I've heard of it. I, I know nothing about it, though. Yeah. Well, now I do, but...
1: But, I mean, Mina Suvari, she was in um, American Beauty. Yep. She was the girl in American Beauty. Yeah. It yeah. a good movie. Yeah, whatever. Or, and American Beauty was. Not this one. I've never That's seen that. this. Number three is nineteen ninety eight. John Carpenter's Vampires. Fuck
3: yeah, dude. Do you fucking like this movie? Yes. Uh, James, fucking James Woods. Come oh on, God. man. It's great. I mean,
1: it was watchable. Oh, it's great. But it wasn't like... It's fucking great. So, of course, the legendary John Carpenter took on to the vampire. I'd
3: Mars. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I, I would do that. I, I'm agreeing with you there 100% on that one. The legendary John Carpenter took on the vampire genre back in 1988 in the aptly titled film Vampires, starring James Woods, which it's James Woods. This modern classic vampire hunter tale was filmed in many locations around New Mexico. This is the uh, the one where he's got the the truck, right? With the and he fucking drags him yeah, out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the historic Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas to the picturesque Santa Fe to the deserts of Cerritos. This movie was everywhere.
3: Yeah, it's it's okay. I like it. I think yeah. it's great. It's one of my more it's one of my more liked vampire movies that I like. Dude, here we go. Oh, okay. Number two. Okay, let me in not by the hair on my chinny chin chin oh boy
1: <laughs> this is the american it's version the remake it. yeah it's the, the sweetest version is fucking amazing
3: let the right one in
1: yes yeah so the very moody <laughs> let me in is the 2010 american remake of the swedish vampire hit let the right one in yep it didn't receive a lot of love upon its release however interest is growing i haven't either and it is becoming a cult favorite instead of uh, a instead of a major city like Stockholm for the location, the filmmakers decided on a suburb like Los Alamos. Yeah. All right. It's got that freaking, I want to see who that girl is and the young girl, you, you know this girl here. Look. Do I? Yeah. What is her fucking name? She's been in all kinds of shit. Does it say on there? No, it doesn't fucking tell me. Fuck, know. what is her name? I'll, f- find feel like I'll find out. I'll find out. All right, you look it up. And number one, <laughs> Is 1954's them, <laughs> them who? Just them. They, them, them, them. Now those, them, them. Who are them? Well, nuclear weaponry was a <laughs> I've somewhat. Seen this movie It's awesome. Have you seen it? Yes. It's somewhat new concept that the Cold War was brewing. Much fear and anxiety were felt across the nation, and who capitalizes on the mental health of the masses better than Hollywood? Them is a horror film that was shot in New Mexico about giant ants that came. Uh, they come to be thanks to a nuclear bomb fallout. I've actually seen this. I had I have seen this. I didn't know that's what it was called. Yep. Uh, Dakota. Dakota. Yep. Nope. It's not her. No, it's Chloe Moretz. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not the girl. Oh, she, she was, was in, in. Um. Hold on. She was in the yeah. woman with Nicolas Cage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, where he's a where superhero. He... We're not. Nicholas Cage is a superhero, but the other guy is the superhero. What the fuck is it called? Fuck. 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 <laughs> Just give it to me. I'm
3: looking at it. Kick ass. Kick ass. She was also Carrie. In the remake. Oh, shit. Yep. Oh, okay. That's awesome. And a bunch of other crap. She was in the Tom and Jerry movie from this year. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. So Them is a horror film that was shot in New Mexico about giant ants that came to be, of course, because of the fallout. This may not be the best film ever made, but it is truly a classic. Giant ants are freaking scary. I mean, are they? Are they really... Them does Dude, have a unique I mean, place in cinema history as one of the first horror movies filmed in New Mexico. Ooh. So there you go. Those are the movies. Movies. On our 100th fucking episode. Yeah. Good God, it's crazy.
3: Yeah, it's good, man. 100. 100 fuckers in the, in the fucking toilet. So listen.
1: Yeah? We said we're going to talk about some things. Okay. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you enjoyed being with us for 100, Our 100th 100 episodes. Episode. We talked um, to Jeff. We talked to Jeff.
3: Yeah, that was good. We got some Macallan. Mm-hmm. God, is that so good? It is good. It's
1: tasty. So a couple of things. First and foremost, we are going to have a, an addition
3: to the show. Okay, yes. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. We've been kind Could of do, talking yeah. about
1: it and discussing it or whatever, and we really want to start branching out and doing more video stuff and getting our ugly faces getting out our,
3: there. Getting our tech down better and just getting everything right. to where we don't have to worry about it as much. Right, getting everything to work a you little know, bit more. We're idiots.
1: Right. And,
2: well, yeah, yeah.
1: So we are going to be <laughs> having a, uh, a third person added to the, 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 the table, and that is going to be my oldest son, Logan Sayer. Yeah. He's going to be joining us. Should we give him a. Yeah. He go. gets one. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, you guys know if you've been with us for the long haul, my youngest son was with us, Riley. Yeah. So now my oldest son's going to be taking over, but he's going to be jumping into the actual tech side of things to make sure Fucking that we sound good. Dude.
3: I mean, f- no wonder good people can't get jobs around here. <laughs> <laughs> Keep
1: hiring my damn kids. <laughs> No, so I'm excited about that. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good kid and or good guy. I mean, he's a fucking man now. But anyway, so he's going to be joining us and he's going to be taking care of stuff like video and tech
3: stuff for so us. So you guys so get to better. see us now, yeah, hopefully. for good, hopefully soon, soon. soon. When
1: <laughs> we we've been saying it for a hundred fucking episodes and you've seen us a couple of times.
3: Yeah, we've done a few things. Yeah, and every, then every time we get it going, something happens. Something and always it fucks fucking up. happens. Yeah,
1: it's because I'm a fucking human human EMP. I'm yeah. EMP. <laughs> but yeah, I am. So anyway. That's going to be happening, and then Moody and I have been talking, and we've been wanting to uh, do something that I'm actually pretty excited about. And if you are a bonus Patreon listener and one of our beautiful producers, then you guys know that you know we've uh, we do something on the side called um, the Day the Music Died. Correct. Well, we believe that the Day the Music Died needs to be its own fucking podcast. <laughs> So we're going to start working on that and we're going to be releasing episodes coming soon. I'm not going to give a specific date yet cuz I don't want to fail and then you guys are yeah, like what the gonna, fuck,
2: where is it?
3: I think we're going to go back and rework some of the uh the ones we've done already. Correct. And start putting those out. Right. Um, and then uh we have some new ones in the works. Right.
1: We've had a lot of response from them. People really seem to enjoy them a lot. M- Moody and I are both huge music fans and just music lovers and uh diving into it and if you're not familiar with it because you're not a patreon you know producer or whatever uh the day the music died series basically just honestly it uh focuses on one per episode one specific musician who passed away way too early that had a significant impact
3: yeah the the next one i was working on is is going to be awesome so it'll be if i can get it finished it'll be the the first new day the music died
1: Awesome. I look forward to it. So, now we do have a, there's you know quite a few on there. So if you are a producer or whatever then you've yeah, probably heard those. And we did one. release like- one kind of tease The everybody. very first
3: one. It was the shortest one. It was whatever. I, right. I, I definitely want to go back and redo that one.
1: Right. I, I'm honestly, I want to redo all of them because I feel like I we just I want to give it. It's just desserts. And it's just and that do. way we can both be yeah. right. And you know we can do it together. And it's yeah. gonna be a little bit different. We're probably gonna clean it up a little bit so we're not just so just a little, just a little, just bit. A little bit. You know, it's just so you know, you know, we're not fuck fuck fuckity fuck all over the fucking place. Even though you guys have come to love that <laughs> 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 and like that <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. Moody has already. Let's see, yawned, farted, and burped on our website. I've been 100th episode. the whole time because yeah. your delivery is terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fuck you.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, The Day the Music Died is going to be its own uh, podcast. Series. Yeah, we're going to
3: start a new a new podcast. Yeah.
1: And uh, as soon as it drops, we'll let you guys know where to find it. And, uh, you know, it'll be up on our website as well. So, yeah, we're going to be on the lookout for that. You know what I mean? So, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Right? So, passengers, listen, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us on West Mesa Murders. It was a fucking horrific story, but hopefully they will find some closure.
3: Hopefully one day they'll figure it out. Yeah. Join us next week right here. Here? Right here. Right here. Right here. (laughs) Same time, same place. Same bad time, same bad place. Why why is it always bad with you? Because we're awful. Wow.
1: You're so negative.
3: I am. Why? Because I have very low self-esteem. You need another drinking drink. I do. Because some we
1: got to do a bonus episode
3: too.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. Get it, get it, get it. Oh, that, wait, do it again. Hold on. You couldn't hear me because I was talking. talking. I know. It. There it is. <laughs> so next week, first and foremost, I'm going to try my ass off to get that. Um, oh, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> looked at me like, you want some more? Fuck yeah, I do. All right, thank you. But we're going to try my ass off to get that uh, interview with uh, Andy from out in uh, Joplin to discuss what happened during the um
3: yes the whole the thing tornado and all that, yeah. so I want
1: to kind of get that going and hopefully we'll make that a its own separate little entity yeah, or whatever be, it's gonna be good and uh yeah
3: i'm thinking uh for next week yeah let me hear what you got man you know what we've uh we've
1: had some new listeners all across the world all right okay we Keep getting more and more. We were number one in Hong Kong last we were, week,
3: which is fu- we're still up there at number six, yeah, like, like, which is great.
1: So, the way the ratings go and stuff is, is it kind of goes on a weekly basis. So, when people will first hear something, they'll listen to it, and immediately you get pushed up the ranks. And right. then, as people have already listened to it, you go, yeah, y- you kind of decline. So, right. that's how it goes. So, it goes
3: by how many basically, uh, what we look at is, is a daily thing, it's twice a day at uh, like, like, in the afternoon and like early in the morning, like midnight and like noon or something like that, right. So, it's a daily ranking, basically, of downloads and listens that you had in that time frame. So, we apparently had a shitload in Hong Kong at one point. So, Hong Kong, we
1: love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for, you know, just helping us out in the ratings and everything else, because it it means a lot. I would love to go over to Hong Kong. We're
3: still in Canada. We're still in uh, Great Britain, uh, Australia, New Zealand. We're we're up high on New Zealand again. Yeah, and we're actually doing well in uh, Sweden. Sweden, we've been doing great in Sweden. So,
1: speaking of Sweden... Yeah. I feel like it's time for a, a trip. Yeah. I feel like it's time to visit creepy Sweden. All right, dude. So next week, join us here. Oh, I love we these do. I love we, these. we take a, the train all the way over to Sweden. And, and, and I hear it's beautiful over there. Fuck yeah, man. I, I've you know, never been. I've never actually been outside of the United States other than the Bahamas one time. But I've been to 49 of the 50 states. I have. So Which
3: one haven't you been to? Alaska. Alaska. I
1: just got to fucking get up there and talk about it. I think it I've,
3: off. Been, I've been to like. I've been to like forty six or something like that. That's
1: the luxury of being on tour, folks. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Isn't that like we were vacationing? No. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, creepy Sweden. We're gonna we're gonna go and Jump across and All right, man. take the train and put some I love wings the on it. episodes, dude. Yeah. these
3: are great because we yeah. learn a lot about country. We learn a lot about places yes. too.
1: That's which is awesome. You learn, we learn about a lot about, about the history,
3: the folklore, the people. Like yeah. it, they're cool, man. I love doing them.
1: Yeah. So creepy Sweden's coming up next week. So make sure you guys are here. You're listening. It drops on Monday. First? Oh no,
3: we did Canada. We did creepy Canada. We did and Australia. We did Australia as well. Yeah. Yeah, which We're, was fun. That was great. Yeah, Australia was that good. That was a super good one.
1: So make sure also super to stop. Good. A, super good. We're super good. Super good with Oh my God. 100 episodes. <laughs> so make sure to stop over to our official website. That's the Midnight Dream At our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise. Super sweet. Super sweet. And at the store and uh, the uh, Ed. Vane shirt is coming oh, i'm working me. on it but i want to make it really good so right. i'm working on it but you can hey. also find all kinds of cool shit over there and grab some gear support the show show us that you're actually killing ca- you know caring yeah, about man. us and whatnot you know do we and-
3: got like stickers and stuff up there
1: um i know there's dude there's so much shit up there right now stickers are coming soon because our uh, producers are getting the uh hashtag um <laughs> yes. safe for moody yeah. stickers so those are coming so yeah, you guys, so are, you if guys you, are gonna need those if you want your sticker your hashtag safe <laughs> Because he's going to snap just, one I'm day. Just gonna,
3: I'm just telling you right now. Right. You're going to need him. He's going to snap one day,
1: and you're going to need the sticker. Like I said, I'm going to get it tattooed in the back of my neck <laughs> just so I'm always safe. It might not help you, though. Yeah, it's not going to help. Anyway, you can also get a uh, Don't Be a DeSalvo shirt or this Switchblade-wielding Jersey Raccoon t-shirt and so much more. Don't Be a DeSalvo. The DeSalvo shirt's freaking amazing. And listeners keep asking how they can help keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you like what you hear from us, and hopefully you do, consider being a producer of the show by heading over to TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon button or head to www.patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast. For as little as five bucks a month, you can get all kinds of shit, you know, and there's different tiers on there. The yeah. $5 one means you get the bonuses, right? And the bonuses a, are fine. There is
3: a $1 tier. There is a one. But and that you don't you don't get the bonuses. Yeah. With that. The $1 one basically
1: says, hey, guys, we like what you do. Don't really care about the bonuses. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're worth a dollar. Yeah. Here's
3: a, here's a buck. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'd
1: buy, drink up, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, the $5 one gets you all the bonuses, and then there's higher tiers where you can get, yeah. like, T-shirts and uh, custom posters, stickers, shit like that. And so. if you
3: do the highest tier, I believe John will send you a picture of his ass autographed. Oh, I can do that.
1: Yeah. 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 I can do that. Sign up for the highest tier. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk. Dude, I have no fucking shame whatsoever. <laughs> Listen.
3: If you can make out the signature and all the hair. yeah, It's not that bad. I promise. I promise.
1: But listen this shit t- this th- this shit that we do it costs money to do it's it's not cheap so for all these guys who are doing podcasts, and to be honest with you, the better the podcast sounds, it's because the more money they're putting into. Yeah, period. Absolutely. So if you listen to a podcast and you're like, "That's ah, why ours sounds like shit," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just,
3: I kid, I kid. I don't think we sound like shit. Which, by the I way, think our sounds better than a lot of. I, I,
1: I do, I do as well. In fact, um, I was listening to a podcast that we both listened to. Mm-hmm. Who recently just did a live thing yeah, this yeah. weekend, and I didn't get a chance to check it out. I didn't either, unfortunately. Um,
3: it was about Suge Knight, is that what you're about, talking about? Yeah, it was about yeah. Suge Knight,
1: and uh, I fucking love him. I love him to death. I would love to somehow, someday, even just meet those guys. Yeah. So anyway, I started off newer- and oh, we, you went from new to old, we went to old. And all of a sudden hearing that fucking progression, they, yeah. And so they went from, you know, being in a studio to being in like
3: uh, you know, an apartment, like an apartment and, and then like a closet. Yeah. Instantly you can yep. hear the
1: difference. I'm like, oh, shit. oh yeah, man. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. So yeah, anything that you guys can do, it really does show us that you actually give a shit and it does yeah, help us out. I promise everything that we get from every, everybody goes directly into the show. It does. Yeah.
3: So one don't worry. I didn't spend it on the McAllen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, listen. If you're a diehard Midnight Train fan and you want to help produce this motherfucker, our Patreon is for you, and we will fucking be forever in your debt. And we will talk about you at the end of the show, and we'll just say how amazing of a person you are. So, even if you're not, we'll say it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but if, something,
3: if something happens, we're we're denying everything.
1: It's a boost in the ego, though. You know what I mean? It really is. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're boosting ours. It's true. We're gonna return. It's like a reach around. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's it's best of the, both worlds. And for those of you that would rather leave a one-time donation, yeah, you got commitment issues, you're like, eh, five bucks a month, whatever. You can head over to PayPal and use the email address, trainpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah.
3: Instead of five bucks a month, you can just drop us like 500 bucks. Yeah, fuck it,
1: right? <laughs> Dude, someone gives us 500 bucks, I I will, I don't even know what the fuck I would do. I would fucking signed, fall over dead. Signed a picture of your penis. No, they don't want to see that. Remember, they're ugly. We talked about oh, that. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, We talked about well, that. Well, here it is. <laughs> So make sure you like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platform, and most importantly, share the Midnight Train to everyone. It share takes only shit. a couple of minutes, of word of mouth is how we're going to get more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes. And now, listen, we know this has kind of been a little bit longer of an episode.
3: Yeah, we're. Uh, it's yeah. been,
1: it's been, uh,
3: it's been fun though. Yeah, a it, hundred episodes.
1: Super fun. It's our hundredth episode.
3: It's a big deal to me, man. Went off on some tangents. Yeah,
1: it, it really is. In the the biggest deal to me. And I'm just speaking from my heart right now and maybe a little McAllen to me. But is you, you, you people that are listening right now, like all of you listeners, you have no idea the interaction we get online. Like I've been in bands pretty much my whole fucking life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Been on tour, I've put out music. I've been signed to record labels, like big record labels, like all this fucking shit. And you guys really. You- oh, good <laughs> for you. <laughs> I kind of knew that was coming. I saw you reaching for something. I didn't know what it was but but you you guys out there are passengers like yeah there's just something there's more of a connection there absolutely and it seems way more and dare i say intimate because it sounds mm-hmm. creepy and <laughs> 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 sure make it dirty <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like you, you guys listening right now less? no of course not you guys listening and sharing it with people and and, and i see it all the time it it's huge it's fucking huge and you will never know how much it means to me personally let alone like moody or whatever but personally you have no idea how much it means to me so thank you very much it's a hundred fucking episodes and I can't yeah, wait for another hundred fucking more and then more and then more and then we can buy mansions Hopefully. and then we can freaking. Because first if you get the khakis <sighs> no wait you get the if jobs
3: you get the jobs then, then you get, get the khakis, khakis then, then you get you the get girls the chicks. yeah there it is
1: <laughs> drink up fuckers <laughs> So anyway, thank you guys Tomorrow, so much for we listening. We
3: gotta stop playing games.
1: <laughs> you know, one of these days yeah. I'm gonna own a sports bar. <laughs> anyway, so
3: a huge. Britney's Kaiser's house, so and I really want to fucking <laughs> Dr. Kaiser. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Cock beer.
1: <laughs> oh my god, this is fucking shit show right now. <laughs> anyway, a huge, huge. Oh, I gotta get hold on sincere. Yeah fucking thank you to our superhero Patreon producers <laughs> Mac Daugherty Gina Madison, Janet Sherrell, Heather Gilmore, Laura Randall Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McCloud, Justin Kowalczyk Rob Webb from the Funbox Podcast Guess what Rob? We're coming to your house to fuck some
3: shit up. If we don't get in the wreck first. <laughs>
1: Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartle and May, you know from the Sister Skeleton Podcast. Make sure you're checking out the Sister Skeleton Podcast. Did you listen to Mother's dad dude. I haven't had a chance. It's not bad. It's yeah, pretty good. Pretty like good. Yeah, yeah, I have to get in there. It's
3: good stuff. I like how you're like, it's not bad.
1: <laughs> like it's you expected a, it to be.
3: I expected it to be <laughs> terrible. <laughs> But it was actually not that bad.
1: Ah, We kid. We fucking uh, love you girls. God, we love you guys so much. Uh, to Maria Gibbs, Chainsaw. What the fuck? Who actually showed up uh, at the bar yesterday and said hello. And he told me to Sorry tell to you. hear that. He told me to tell you that he's not 100 years old.
3: <laughs> he's 150.
1: Um, there was something else he told me. And then the last thing he said was uh, to you. Fuck you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds about
1: right. <laughs> to Jigsaw, Craig Spurlock, Rick Resler, Courtney Bachelor, Katie Bramannick, and our boy Bill Birch.
3: Thank you guys so fucking much. Dude, I heard some new names on there, huh? Yeah, we're getting there, man. All right. We're moving on up uh, uh, to the uh, east side. Yeah.
1: You like that? Hmm. So, if you want your name to be mentioned on the show, become a Patreon producer. Help us out. Show us that you care. Get those bonus episodes. Help us out! That nobody will ever, ever hear other than you because you're
3: fucking special. That's true. All it's, right. It is true. Speaking of that. What? We're about to record a bonus episode. Mm hmm. And by the way, what's the bonus episode on? You just have to wait and find out. Oh,
1: I guess you guys are going to have to wait and see. But it does have something to do with Cotton Mather. Uh, yeah, with Cotton Mather, that son of a bitch.
3: And some, some witchy children's.
1: Witchy woman!
3: No, children's. Not women? Well, I mean, there's girls. They're not women, though. They're kids. Oh. Make it weird. <laughs> I didn't make it weird. I'm just saying.
1: So we'll see you over on the, the bonuses, so make sure you guys are signing up if so you can listen cool. to that. Yeah, it's where the cool kids are. the cool are. kids hang the out The cool kids there. hang out there, for sure. So again, thank you so much. 100 episodes. You guys are the reason we do this shit. Thank you so much. Stay safe out there, passengers. Yeah. And as always choo choo motherfuckers i go home and get your fucking shine box out, your
0: eyes fall in and your hair falls out your brain turns into maggot pie your liver starts to liquefy and for the living all is well as you sink further into hell and the flames rise up be the one to die, and when death brings his cold despair, ask yourself, will
2: anyone care?